0: Hey there, and welcome to Shadow Facts. That's facts as in horse-treat-sized pieces of information. A podcast about Lord of the Rings. But only the horse parts. I'm Joey.
1: And I'm Caitlin. And And this this is is our oath. oath.
0: We vow to discuss every horse mentioned or visible in both the Lord of the Rings books and film adaptations, and we do mean every.
1: We vow to rank every horse
0: seen above. We vow to rewrite one of Tolkien's songs per episode to be about horses,
1: live on the pod. And we vow to answer the call of Gondor when the beacon is lit, by which we of course mean answer your questions about Lord of the Rings horses to the best of our ability.
0: Episode 10. 10? Is that right? I am
1: not the person to be asking about numbers, Joey.
0: Yep. Well, I mean, honestly, I've been feeling weird about our numbering system because with our second guest episode out as, again, like 9.5 as... Molly's episode was 5.5, 5. I'm like, oh, this isn't episode 10, it's episode 12, and I wish I had done that number sy- numbering system differently when we released the Molly episode, but I sure didn't, and I love consistency, so now I'm stuck this way.
1: <laughs> I like it because I have no respect for numbers. Oh, actually, maybe that makes me feel better. I'm shucking their authority. You have yeah. no power over me? Yeah. Numbers Anyways, aren't the boss of me. It's the first episode of Return of the King. Wow,
0: sort of. I mean, it is. It's just, it's a weird episode as far as the content we're covering and how that matches up.
1: The Fisher gets deeper and deeper every time, despite our best efforts. We are, this is the first episode, we're splitting things up a little differently to try and better bring what we're watching and what we're reading into alignment. So today we have the first f- almost 40 minutes of Return of the King, the movie. And we have one chapter from Two Towers, uh, which is... Yeah, not almost 40 minutes, 42 minutes. Thank you. 42 minutes of the movie. And we have one chapter from Two Towers, Journey to the Crossroads. And we have the first chapter of Return of the King... Minas Tirith. Yes. Yeah. And a surprising number of horses so far. Yeah. And it turns out a bunch of these 42
0: minutes are like the Frodo and Sam content that we covered in our last episode. Well, not our Ben episode, but the one before that. (laughs) That was just
1: the timeline is wreaking havoc on you, huh?
0: Match up with the movie. It's fine. I'm just clarifying, you know?
1: Just just vibing. No numbers in sight. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, things happen in both the book and the movie, and they are mostly not the same things. But we will talk about both of them.
1: Plots, plot, horses, clop. Mm-hmm. Let's that, rock. Yep. yep, that sure is. Damn, we don't yeah. even need to. We don't even need to do the the rewrite a song section later. Take care of. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, given.
0: Um, this, you know, disparity between the book section today and movie section, what would you like to start with? What do you want to talk about first as we go horse by horse?
1: Hmm. There is a disparity. Maybe let's get Sam and Frodo movie and book thoughts out of the way and then mm-hmm. round up with horses and the Minas Tirith chapter. Yeah, Sure. Okay, so you? we're
0: starting, yeah, so we're starting with movie for now. Yeah. Because we open with Smeagol and Deagle.
1: Smeagol and Deagle. The, Who, the old goal lads.
0: I've got to say, I, I mean, it's tragic, but I think they were in love.
1: Yeah, what from our fr- the first on-screen appearance of both Smeagol and Deagle leads you to this hypothesis?
0: Smeagol literally calls Deagle my love.
1: My my love.
0: Yeah, no, like, literally, he's like, give me the ring, my love.
1: They're also clearly on a romantic fishing trip for Smeagol's birthday, as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, so the first thing I have written in my notes about this scene is that both Sam and Deagle have bucket hat energy.
0: Mmm, yeah. Like,
1: Sam more than Deagle, but, like, Deagle definitely has it, too.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Bucket hat energy.
1: No more um, top bottom discourse in the relationship. Are you the bucket hat wearer or not?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember anything else that happens in this scene. I mean, you know, so they the- they fight. Smeagol just fucking strangles Deagle to death. Yeah, it's rough.
1: And then we go into the even rougher, like Gollum's transformation scene.
2: Oh into, yeah,
1: which is so unpleasant. Like every part that of it is unpleasant. The fish to watch fish eating scene. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I literally like I just stopped watching the screen and like waited until I thought it was over, and then briefly looked, and it wasn't over, and then I waited some more.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, an interesting like Smeagol note. Um, yeah, this is actually. In the synopsis at the beginning of Return of the King, where you know, because in my bindings they're different books, so there's a brief synopsis being like, what's happened Mm -hmm. so far? And the synopsis Mm -hmm. refers to him as Smeagol hyphen golem. Hmm. I just thought that was an interesting little like I you think of it. Yeah. Just a Hmm. a, a little quirk. So after the Deagle In Smeagol's scene and Smeagol's transformation, we come back on Sam and Frodo with some of the book stuff that we talked about last time. Like, Sam wakes up having overslept his mark. And he and Frodo talk about food. And there's, like, Sam is handing out lambus bread to to Mr. Frodo and is like... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have to stop you. Lambus bread.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just... (laughs) We say this word so differently, and it's like you've just, like, swapped the vowels in your head. It's-
1: listen, that is how my brain is wired, so that is very possible. Yeah,
0: okay, okay. I just- I just wanted to, like, clarify-
1: I- I, I knew know. my crime. I knew what I had done. Okay. <laughs> Joey, I love our podcast very dearly, but I don't think anyone is like, ah, time to listen to Shadow Facts today to hear people pronounce words correctly. Okay. <laughs> Uh, So, Sam is handing out Limba spread, (laughs) and you can see him kind of, like, mournfully eye the stack, and this moment, like, breaks my heart, because, like, Sam cannot lie to Frodo, even when he's trying to do, like, the white lie of kindness. Like, Frodo's like, don't you want any, Sam? And Sam is, in the the worst lying voice, is like, no, I'm not hungry. It's just... (laughs) Oh, you you're you're so stupid and in love you can't lie to him like ah yeah
2: yeah.
0: <sighs> it's, yeah it's yeah it's um sad rough times for sam and frodo but they are extremely in love
2: yeah
1: and that's pretty um, much it on sam and frodo in the movie thus far right I think so.
0: I mean, here's my confession, and this happens to me to some extent every time, but I feel like especially this time, is that we waited long enough between watching that movie section and recording this that I... It's a little fuzzy now. Oh, more than a little fuzzy. (laughs) My notes say... I I did start taking movie notes that are just like the sort of the order of things happening, so that I at least have that, but literally it just says... Smeagol and Deagle, and then Frodo and Sam, and then Gandalf and co. in Isengard. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember, they're like in a cave, right? Frodo and Sam are kind of like, or not a cave, it's like a weird stone, like, tent structure. Yeah, it's like it's ruins, pointy. it's
1: like ruins set into the side of a hill, and they're sleeping yes. there.
0: Yes, and they, right, and they camped there. And yeah. I remember, like, angsty looks, but I don't actually remember a specific lines. Or I mean, that's
1: pretty much it. We really advances. don't spend that much time with them. It's pretty much that exchange. And I th- oh, I think actually this is where in the movie they have the exchange that we talked about so much last time in the book where Sam says something about like needing food for the journey home. And Frodo responds by saying, "Oh, Sam," in his softest voice, you know, like he does, because it's the yeah. only way he can pronounce Sam's name is like full of love mm-hmm. and affection and over brimming mm-hmm. with tenderness. It. Yeah, yeah, and that's and then I think we pretty much spend the rest of the time, um, with with the other half of the party.
2: Yeah,
0: I am just thinking about like Sam and Deagle both having bucket hat energy, and we said you know in I don't know one of the last couple episodes that like. Like, Smeagol killed his Sam, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think actually seeing that scene at the beginning of this movie play out and remembering, like, Frodo, you know, having his sword at Sam's throat when Sam tried to, like, keep him away from the Nazgul, it just, it makes that possibility feel more present. Yeah, that, totally. Totally. Like, like Sam like is is vulnerable is in danger in a weird way you know like there's you know he occupies this like very sort of unique position and it's extremely fraught
1: yeah like we we I think we think a lot about how like Gollum is the possible endpoint for Frodo without thinking about like mm-hmm. how that encompasses Sam and like how that affects him and like there is a possibility yeah. for, like, Sam, for, like, for, you know, those situations to, like, mirror each other in other ways.
2: hmm
1: Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, just thinking about that and not being sad at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, that's pretty much it. Sam and Frodo movie-wise, do we want to knock out that chapter of the book? Which does have a surprising number of horse references, given that there's no horses really visible. Were there horse references in that chapter? There's at least one. I'm pretty sure there's another one. Hold on, let me flip really fast. Oh, you know what? the
0: Crossroads, right?
1: Yeah, there's... I'm sorry. There is, in fact, only one horse reference. But still, more than anticipated.
0: Where's that one? Because apparently
1: I missed it. It's on the first page. Um, you know, which is... They're taking their leave of Faramir. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'm just reading... This is literally, like, in the second paragraph. Mm-hmm. Faramir is explaining, like, what they're going to see ahead. And he says, My scouts and watchers have all returned, even some that have crept within sight of Morannon. They find a strange thing. The land is empty. Nothing is on the road. No sound of foot or horn or bowstrings to be had. Oh, I see what's happened. I...
0: Yeah, you saw a horn and foot and created hoof in your brain, didn't you?
1: I sure did. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. how
1: sometimes you want horses so bad that you just manifest them into existence? Mm hmm. So, anyways, there's no horse references in this chapter. <laughs> I love the progression from me being like, yeah, there's a lot to, oh, well, there's one to, there's exactly zero. Um. Okay, <sighs> right in that paragraph, or
0: the next paragraph, there is a little bit that I liked, which is um, that Faramir gives them supplies and also mm-hmm. two stout staves of polished wood shod with iron and with carven heads through which ran plated leathern thongs. So they have their little like hand, hand, you know, loops.
1: I'm so charmed by the inn at the end of leathern.
0: Yeah. You can't <laughs> you can't just say leather, but they are Oh leathern. no, leathern. <laughs> um and then Faramir says, I have no fitting gifts to give you at our parting, said Faramir, but take these staves. They may be of service to those who walk or climb in the wild. The men of the White Mountains use them, though these have been cut down to your height and newly shod. They are made of the fair treen lebethron. Or Lebethron? Lebethron? I, I
1: I had read it as Lebethron.
0: Lebethron. Beloved of the woodrights of Gondor, and a virtue has been set upon them of finding and returning. May that virtue oh. not wholly fail under the shadow into which you go.
1: Mm-hmm. If that is Elvish and the emphasis is on the second to last syllable, would that be...
0: Lebethron. Where does that
1: syllable divide? Yeah, Lebethron, or would that be... Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: it would be on that... E. Yeah,
1: he had them little walking sticks made. I know.
0: Also, did you notice this? A virtue has been set upon them of finding and returning. That's yeah. like elf magic.
1: Yeah, it's like Gandalf saying the special words to make um yeah. the, the beer at the inn he liked better. Yes, or like uh, him sending
0: Bill home safely with a little spell of protection that was
1: definitely yeah. real. I, I do find it... <laughs> I find it very charming to think about this being a world both where people, like, give each other gifts when they part as friends and also, like, that, like, all of these small magics happen, you know?
0: Yeah. I guess this one was interesting to me because it's not connected to a wizard or elves. Mm Mm-hmm. And and we don't actually know anything about... uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like,
1: Is that just Faramir because, like, the old blood of the whatever runs deep in Faramir? Or is it because he's running around with, like, the Dunedain ring? Like, what is happening there?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Hmm. it's interesting because, like, we get all this world building from Tolkien, right? But, like, one of the things that some fantasy novels really get into that Tolkien does not is, like, what is magic and how does it work? in the world. Oh yeah, he makes and,
1: which I actually really love that he makes no explanations of it.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. I I feel I guess neutral like like I really enjoy in-depth magic explanations in certain books when done well and i don't miss it here but it is an interesting contrast Uh, totally because i'm a person who like doesn't
1: do fiction correctly and i like to have things like spelled out and explained to me explicitly so i get what you're saying and i desire that in Mm -hmm. many things Mm -hmm. but i do think it's interesting here where like he's he takes so much time and goes So far out of his way to explicitly explain things about the world, about, like, the passage of languages and genealogy and, like, what the different names are that the place has been called by the various people who have lived there. So it feels Mm -hmm. like a very intentional choice that he, like, does not give us any insight as to how magic works.
0: Yeah. I mean, we get in the next chapter, we're going to read chapter one of Return of the King some references to Denethor sort of, like, bending his mind to the future and, like, maybe having, like, certain, like, vague future sight and things. Um, so that, again, is like, oh, like, maybe that's kind of magic, but not quite. And, yeah, I don't know.
1: It's interesting. Um, um, I have a note just after that, if you don't have anything.
0: I was going to talk about what Frodo says to him, but you can also Oh, talk please
1: about go that. ahead. This is after that
0: um just that frodo says to faramir in response most gracious host it was said to me by elrond half elfin that i should find friendship upon the way secret and unlooked for certainly i looked for no such friendship as you have shown to have found it turns evil to great good and Mm. i don't know it's just it's nice i mean I, i just like frodo and sam are on this horrifying journey, right? Like they have, you know, pretty much no hope that, that, you know, that hardly that they will succeed and certainly not that they will live beyond their success. Right. Yeah. And, and Frodo especially has had this attitude of like, like I have to do this and I can't ask other people for help or like endanger other people. And, if and I ask
1: people for help, they'll know I have feelings.
0: <laughs> and he can't trust anyone. And so then for him to, like, find this person who is trustworthy and who, like, helps them on their journey and has this really lovely time with them and, like, aids them. It just, yeah, I don't know. It yeah, feels... well, and
1: especially, like, through the lens that we've talked about, like, specifically with, like, Faramir and Sam and Frodo is, like it feels so much to me like motivated by this like like recognizing this like shared sense of like queer solidarity in the world. Yeah. And so specifically like friendship secret and unlooked for feels very, you know, yeah. Like there's there's something there. Yeah. Well, wow, I can't believe it took us less than a page to uh be very deeply in our God, yeah, so feelings. Many feelings. Yeah, um, yeah. okay, what's your next... <laughs> uh, so, they're getting ready to depart, and Faramir insists again that Gollum be blindfolded, but it's like, Frodo and Sam, like, you're chill, you don't need to be, and Frodo, Go- Gollum starts to kind of freak out about it, and Frodo's mm-hmm. immediate, like, no hesitation response is like, blindfold us all three, and cover up my eyes first, then perhaps he will see that no harm is meant. And yeah. part of that is, I think, like, Frodo being very aware of the fact of, like, how he betrayed Gollum mm-hmm. recently, like, in his capture. But also, like, that's just who... That is very much, like, who Frodo is in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting, this, I don't know, just, like, this sort of parallel blindfolding to, like, the Lothlorien scenes. Um. Mm. You know? I mean, it's a thing that happens in different contexts and, like both times there's this issue of like okay like who's the insider and who's the outsider and you know who has to be blindfolded and how do the insiders respond to that things yeah i don't know
1: yeah
0: um i faramir like advises them to, you know, stay under the cover of Woodland for as long as they can, um, and kind of gives them some directions, and says, In the beginning of your journey, you may walk under daylight, I think. The land dreams in a false peace, and for a while, all evil is withdrawn. Fare you well, while you may. And then he kisses their foreheads.
1: I know. I know.
0: (sighs) Which is lovely. Okay, but I did, I wanted to say something about his line the land streams in a false peace and for a while all evil is withdrawn which is that like I, I read that and I was like wow Faramir really does have wizard vibes like yeah he I don't know he has this sense about things and and then and maybe everyone else has had this thought years ago and I just never had before but I was like wizard wi- wise wiseard,
1: <laughs> wiseard. <laughs>
0: Wizards are wise. Like that's, that's yeah.
2: what makes. <laughs> that's what makes me yeah, buddy. What... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably I had this realization when I was like a teenager, and then I never thought about it again. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, wizards wise.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they do be, huh? Um, but yeah, but I guess
0: that like that's that's what the wizard vibes are is, like, Faramir has this sense of wisdom.
1: Yeah, well, and I think they talk specifically, uh, like, Tolkien talks about his eyes a lot. Like, his serious, somber, wise gray eyes, like, mm-hmm. as a way to be, like, fa- Like Faramir sees through the veil of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wiseard. Um, you know what's inside of wise?
0: Uh, eyes? Eyes. Yeah.
1: All nice
2: the way ones. down, Joe. <laughs> uh, um, and then I
1: don't have anything for a few pages. Okay,
0: I have just just Smeagol's line. Smeagol was only joking. Always forgives, he does. Yes, yes. Even nice masters, little trickses. Oh yes,
1: nice master,
0: nice <sighs> Smeagol. And
1: It's the equivalent of like texting someone back fine with a period, like <laughs> I'm not mad. I forgive your little tricks.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I have Sam's Dream is the next thing, which is in a few pages. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, wow. You don't have anything until then. Great. No. Fantastic. Um... Just, like, dreams are so interesting to me in general, and I like it, you know, when we have, like, characters' dreams. I'm Um, such a
1: sucker. I always, I always love, like, a dream sequence. Like, tell me what is going on inside of people's beans. Yes! Anyways, so... Let
0: let me in! Sam, it's his turn to sleep first, and he is soon deep in a dream. He thought he was back in the Bag End garden, looking for something, but he had a heavy pack on his back, which made him stoop. It all seemed very weedy and rank somehow, and thorns and bracken were invading the beds down near the bottom hedge. "'Job of work for me, I can see, but I'm so tired,' he kept on saying. Presently he remembered what he was looking for. "'My pipe!' he said, and with that he woke up. "'Silly,' he said to himself as he opened his eyes and wondered why he was lying down under the hedge. "'It's in your pack all the time.' Then he realized first that the pipe might be in his pack, but he had no leaf, and next that he was hundreds of miles from Bag End.
1: Oh, I like to imagine that this is happening at the same instant that like Mary and Pippin and Gimli are having their conversation about pipes. Yeah. like many, many miles away. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it does make all of these little like stitches, like binding the the two halves of the story together
2: yeah
1: um and then so at the end of that passage frodo is you know understandably in his feelings like the they're hearing the storm around them and frodo says i'm afraid our journey is drawing to an end yeah and sam says maybe
0: but where there's life there's hope as my gaffer used to say and need of vittles as he most ways used to add you have a bite mr frodo and then a bit of sleep
1: where there's life, there's hope and need of fiddles. Yeah.
0: Mm. I mean, it really boy. is like, I think when you're having a bad day and everything feels terrible, you know, it's like those checklists that are like, have you had water? Have you had something to eat? Like, like having a bite to eat uh, will probably make you feel like, yes, things are still bad, but you are a little more capable of... I I am
1: closer to being a person now than I was five minutes ago. Absolutely. And hobbits understand that so well. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam, and Sam, especially like both for like taking care of himself and also for taking care of Frodo, like Mm -hmm. getting him to, I mean, yeah, it's the thing we we've talked about this, like Sam fundamentally is a person who's trying to help his loved one through an experience that he is not going through and like on some level can't understand and so he's doing what he can to like to support him and care for him and you know that means do you need sleep do you need me to make do you need me to get you food like what can i do to like what can i do to help yes it's very basic but it's so important absolutely Oh, um, the next thing
0: I have is the description of the crossroads in a few more pages.
1: Do you have anything else before then? No, the last thing I have is the end of the chapter.
0: Okay, so again, this is a real missed opportunity for Mr. PJ. Um, because it says, let's see, I'll try to just pull the relevant snippets out. Presently, not far ahead, looming up like a black wall, they saw a belt of trees. As they drew nearer, they became aware that these were of vast size, very ancient it seemed, and still towering high, though their tops were gaunt and broken, as if tempest and lightning blast had swept across them, but had failed to kill them or to shake their fathomless roots. Um, and then they, like, keep walking, and then the road path presently it plunged into the great ring of trees and they uh make their way down um also as a side note there's a lot in this chapter about kind of the sneakiness of hobbits and i feel like we don't get that in the movie very much um no no we really don't we see them as just like these like sort of bumbling little people who are, like, not that good at well, adventuring.
1: And he, yeah, and, like, so, you know, Sam has, like, his giant pack with, like, all of the pots clattering on it. Right, but, like, they're so...
0: I mean, this is the whole thing about The Hobbit.
1: The Hobbit, right. Is that
0: Bilbo is good at sneaking. And and so are they. It's just the thing that Hobbits can do. Like, there's a line right before they get to the crossroads mm-hmm. um, where it says, like, you know, they, Gollum is leading them down the hillside really stealthily, and they're, like, running when they can. But the light was now so dim that even a keen-eyed beast of the wild could scarcely have seen the hobbits hooded in their gray cloaks, nor heard them walking as warily as the little people can. Without the crack of a twig or the rustle of a leaf, they passed and vanished. And, and then here, as they are going down into the crossroads um it says as furtively as scouts within the campment of their enemies they crept down onto the road and stole along its westward edge under the stony bank gray as the stones themselves and soft-footed as hunting cats
1: i yeah it's really good i i'd like that second kind of more active description maybe i'm like reading too far into it but the end of the first one like without the crack of a twig or a rustle of a leaf they passed and vanished um like on my most bullshit that does feel like like echoing some of their own fears about like vanishing in pursuit of their quest you mm-hmm. know like them themselves like mm-hmm. f- physically vanishing and also their sense of selves like vanishing yeah yeah. Leaving no trace upon and the I earth. And
0: I think, yeah, like, passing, like, from the world, like, hobbits, like, dying out and vanishing from history, like, they're con- God, you God, know. yeah. 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 Anyways, at length, they reached the trees and found that they stood in a great roofless ring, open in the middle to the somber sky, and the spaces between their immense bowls were like the great dark arches of some ruined hall. In the very center, four ways met. Um, And then standing there for a moment, filled with dread, Frodo became aware that a light was shining. He saw it glowing on Sam's face beside him. Turning towards it, he saw, beyond an arch of boughs, the road to Asgiliath running almost as straight as a stretched ribbon down, down, into the west, there, far away, Beyond sad Gondor, now overwhelmed in shade, the sun was sinking, finding at last the hem of the great slow-rolling pall of cloud and falling in an ominous fire towards the yet unsullied sea. Um, And then the glow falls on this statue. Right, which is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that has been um, vandalized.
1: Yeah, so it's a, you know, it's a statue... "'of an old king, and the head of the statue has been knocked off and, as you said, vandalized. "'Suddenly caught by the level beams, Frodo saw the old king's head. "'It was lying, rolled away by the roadside. "'Look, Sam!' he cried, startled into speech. "'Look! The king has got a crown again!' "'The eyes were hollow, and the carven beard was broken, "'but about the high, stern forehead there was a coronal of silver and gold.' A trailing plant with flowers like small white stars had bound itself across the brows as if in reverence for the fallen king, and in the crevices of his stony hair, yellow stone crop gleamed. Yeah. It's not, you know, I feel like given that it precedes the book entitled, like, Return of the King, it's not, like, a very subtle thing, but I do really love that image of, like, the living plants making a crown upon on yeah. the fallen statue yeah absolutely it was
0: interesting we didn't talk about this in um the episodes we just did
1: uh on lord of the rings minute
0: um which you can go listen to by the way
1: um, yeah there are five of them so if you ever were like boy i wish i could listen to shadow facts every day uh, every day of a work week <laughs> let me tell you you're all reasonable they're all reasonable lengths too so if you would like yeah. to listen to us speak about Lord of the Rings, but in digestible chunks, I would recommend it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I was just noticing in the book, when
0: Frodo like finishes writing that title out, um, it's it's a longer title than what we see in the film, in those scenes that we talked about. It's not just The mm. Return of the King, or The Lord of the Rings, or whatever it is. It is... The downfall of the Lord of the Rings and the return of the king.
2: Oh,
1: interesting. Yeah. And I think that's all I have for Frodo and Sam.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's... They pass out of our story for now. The the last line is, The sun dipped and vanished, and as if at the shuddering of a lamp, black night fell.
1: We've talked about this before. I don't even think this is necessarily a, a great example, but like man can end a chapter on a fucking stinger. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think one of the things Tolkien does really well is like he he uses language really effectively and if you look at like the length of sentences they vary, like, he varies sentence structure in interesting ways, and he uses, um, like, the number of syllables in a word. If you put several single syllable words in a row, it forces you to slow down, right? Like, it, so Black Knight Fell has this, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, this very, like, final sound to it, and he uses that sort of thing really effectively throughout this book um
1: yeah where like like, each each word is a blow falling
0: yeah like great green trees you know it like if you are reading it out loud you have to say that more slowly and it it lends meaning i mean it's like what makes shakespeare great um yeah and tolkien is like very aware of that use of language yeah
1: Okay. (sighs) Goodbye, Frodo and Sam. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. Um, do you want to do, because book-wise, this is stuff that happens after the movie, and so I think I kind of want to do movie and then the next book chapter.
0: I agree.
1: Hell yeah. Which is great, because we can also do a little horse archiving, which I always get, like, impatient to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about some dang horses.
1: So after we leave Frodo and Sam, which is where we left off in the movie, we're back with our we're back with the gang, our lads. Yeah, the remaining Fellowship. And we see horses like right away, right? Yeah, we get we get the gang all back together, like arriving at Orthanc. So we get Gandalf on Shadowfax, Aragorn on Brago, Legolas on the original Aeron.
0: Legolas,
1: that's be- what you're saying now. Gimgala- gimgalas, Gim- <laughs> or-,
0: or Legly are the two I use. People the on lovers. the internet apparently say Gimleaf.
1: Oh, that's kind of
0: cute. It is, but I just- I mean, I know it's like Legolas Greenleaf or whatever, but that's not what I think generally, and so I like, you know, incorporating his first name.
1: Do you- do you dislike, uh, Legolim? I
0: just- I feel like Legolim- like Lim is is not enough of Gimli to satisfy. That's
1: fair. Like a Limli.
0: I'm okay with that. Okay,
1: great. <laughs> I'm I my notes are amended. Great. Anyways, fair on who mm-hmm. we kind of initially see. Uh, this is at like nine minutes and thirty seconds into the DVD, which mm-hmm. is the same as the disc actually, because we're starting out. Yeah, starting out 9, fresh. Five. Yeah, thereabouts. Um, oh, so that's where the Fellowship rides up. They meet Merry and Pippin yes. and have that introductory conversation that we talked about um, kind of at length in the books mm-hmm. last episode. And then they rejoin with the Rohan crew. So in the next scene, we see Prince or we see Theoden, who was s- still on Prince with um, not Shadowfax. I have Shadowfax written down. I have Where is Shadowfax? He's right there. Snowman. Where is Snowmane? Uh, Snowmane's still nowhere to be seen. So, Faden is still on Prince, and we also get Eomer uh, on Firefoot and Gambling on Urkenbrand from back in the day. Yeah. This is also, uh, I. this was my eagle-eyed spot of the movie. Um, Prince does a first for the movies, which is that Prince yes. takes a little poo on screen. Yeah, he sure does. And they didn't uh, Photoshop it out, which kind of surprised nope. me.
0: Um, so if
1: you want that, that's at like 1125.
0: Yeah, I did also screen cap that, so... Oh,
1: wow, <laughs> we're doing the important <laughs> work, huh? <laughs> uh, um, um, we also think that there's a Carl Urban writing double again on Firefoot. especially. Maybe, but it doesn't look like the same writing double as before. It- it- there's something weird going on with his face, especially in, like, the shots of this kind of- you know, they're, like, in a V with, um, shadow Facts and Gandalf in the front and everyone else- Trailing back from there and there's some overhead shots of them as they're speaking to Saruman, like like looking mm-hmm. down at the group from Saruman's perspective, and especially in those shots, it just doesn't look like Carl Urban. Yeah, I I guess I just the other the other time I
0: feel like we saw him close enough that I was like, Yeah, that's definitely not Carl Urban. But in these shots, He's far enough away. Like, it's blurry enough, and there's, like, some slight movement that I feel like maybe we were just c- catching him at weird angles. So... He doesn't
1: have the Carl Urban vibe. Okay. That's fair. You gotta
0: trust the vibes. I just... Here's what I know, is that I cannot always trust my eyes. And I don't just mean my eyes. I mean, people in general, like... Yeah, we're very bad at you it. You don't, like... Like we think of like, oh, I just see what's there and that's not really how it works. Like,
1: no, and we're very bad at remembering what we have seen.
0: (laughs) Yes. And like, if you don't have all of the information, your brain just like fills in the rest in ways that we don't always like realize or understand. And so I guess I just, I don't feel sure enough that it's not Carl Urban and not just like, my or I yeah.
1: I hear a hundred percent what you're saying, but I feel like we've made vaster claims on less evidence, so it's very funny to me that you're like doing all these caveats of like yeah. now it might be Carl Urban, but the fundamental unknowability, like <laughs> it's <laughs> we've made bigger swings, you know? Yeah. What else is going on? So this is um during the conversation with Saruman that we again talked about so much. Um, in the last section, um, I want to say during the movie, I got really emotional about, like, Grima's death watching this. Like, so it's the combination both of, like, you can really see in a way that I don't think is really present in the book, like, Grima grappling with, like, what he's done and the sides he's chosen. Like, you can see it, part of it is, I think Brad Dourif is such a great actor, even in, you know, not a lot to work with here. Mm -hmm. And, like, Theoden, like, Theoden speaking to him, like, as the Grima of old. I don't know. It just kind of got me this time. Yeah, I had
0: actually forgotten that that was going to happen, because I was thinking, well, like, they end up in the Shire doing... Bad shit, and no, super that's not not what happens in the movie. And so then when he died, I was like, oh, 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 right, okay, that's
1: yeah. And and Saruman has the weird like, he gets stabbed by Grima, and he plummets off the tower and gets, um, impaled on the spike, and then the spike kind of slowly rolls under water. Mm-hmm. It's very, I don't know, it's it's just a lot going on there. And Grimma uh, gets shot by Legolas mm. because Gandalf wants to talk to Saruman alive. Yeah. <sighs> um. I. <laughs> while we're talking about Aragorn, we have to. Um. I think the L O T R madness Twitter account, which we have been enjoying the content of, greatly tweeted a meme about Aragorn not having eyebrows, and I have. I have known this man's face for such a long time, and since I saw that tweet, I have not known peace because I ne- I never realized before how non-existent they are. Like, fuck the missing air. Like the where are the missing airs? Missing eyebrows? Who would they're have thought just,
0: that a man without eyebrows could be so hot?
1: Could be so, but he is. But they're just not there, you know. I mean, they are.
0: They're just- I know. Uh, sorry, I just have, I have never... my phone out because I need to look at more pictures of Aragorn right now.
1: Oh, for research purposes? Yes.
0: I just need to check totally out for research. eyebrow situation.
1: It's it, like, you know, they're there. They're not like Steve the sportscaster alien from SNL. No eyebrows, but they- It's not a generous helping of eyebrow, you know? Hmm. There are definitely
0: scenes where they're, like, more apparent, but I think a lot of it is that when he's in more, like, shadow or dramatic lighting, his, there's just shadow kind of, like, his brow bone sticks out enough that you get shadow right under it, and it helps, like, give some definition there. And when he's really cleaned up, like, in scenes where he's, like, wearing the crown, um, then it's like, oh, wow, where are your eyebrows, my my dude?
1: Yeah. I mean, even if you just look at pictures of Vigo Mortensen, like, not necessarily as Aragorn, like, he He's just has just very... Light light on the eyebrows? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wh- um, what? I just... If I'm seeing this Google result has provided me pictures of Viggo Mortensen I have not seen and would not have expected. Oh. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, Is it the ones from
1: that New York Times article? The ones from that New York Times article. Uh, No, there's one, the one I'm looking at is, it's from an ABC article, but he has like a big-ass mountain man beard. Oh. What are the ones you're, you're talking about. Oh, I see. I
0: see the the beard. Um, here, I'll <laughs> send you this one.
1: Oh, wow. What is this from? Um, I don't know what this is from, but look at the picture I just sent you. Oh, interesting. It's like greaser Vigo. That's great.
0: Yeah, but like with longer hair than like a greaser yeah. would typically have, I think. And... Yeah.
1: This it's, is like, like, long hair, kind of pomaded like, back.
0: Like, Legolas's, like, like tough, greasy brother.
1: Dirtbag brother. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, did you send me the picture?
0: I have now. Oh! Huh. <laughs>
1: huh. <laughs> is, he wearing a mu- is he wearing a Mjolnir necklace? Yeah, of course. That tracks. Oh, is he? Hmm. Yeah, he sure is. Anyways... Um, Anyways, back to back to horses. That's yeah. Um So everything goes down with Saruman. Yeah. Can we jump ahead to Medusel? Yeah, I'm saying they're they're riding back to Eteras. There's a More great aerial shot of everyone like mm-hmm. riding along mm-hmm. the plains outside mm-hmm. of um Edoras at 1823, which is great. And, oh, then, yeah. and
0: then I'm sorry, did we did we actually establish that gambling is riding Urkenbrand?
1: Urkenbrand
0: or were we not able Fakenbrand. to tell?
1: No, no, no. Well, so the coloring so there's Urkenbrand and there's Fake and Brand. Right. Fake and Brand, we think, was used for stunts. Right. They're incredibly similar horses. With the difference being um, socks, which we cannot see at all because the horses are in standing water from the flooding oh, of yeah. ice. and Garden. like a little nose marking, and they're
0: wearing face armor, and at a distance. Right, we did. So, we d- yeah. So
1: we decided Irkenbrand because we did see a little bit of, like, a little bit of white on this horse's nose. We thought. Okay. So we said Irkenbrand, but that's a great question. Yeah, okay. you cannot see feet. We and we tried to like wait and watch as the horse is picking its feet up out of the water, yeah, and it's just, just can't it's a little too muddy it. to tell.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, so, so then so, <laughs> there, do you want to know what my, uh, my, my notes about Meduseld are, just in order?
1: Yeah, I can assume what some of them are, because I think it's the thing we talked about the longest in our horse archiving, but go ahead. I mean,
0: these are very basic, they're just to remind me, like, very basically what happened. What happened. I yep. wrote
1: Everyone is hot," exclamation. <laughs> that's the first. I mean, that's thing. like our—that's the thesis statement of the podcast. Like uh, horses, comma, and also. Uh, number two. No, I feel like that's.
0: Uh, I think our podcast things points in order. If we were writing a three-point essay.
1: Oh, that would be point three, and point two would be everyone is gay.
0: Yes, and then it's everyone one is hot. Horses two. In love, gaily, three, hot.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, okay,
0: so I said, everyone is is hot, Eowyn is so in love, drinking game, is so in love. Aragorn up during the night, Pippin and Palantir.
1: Um, I have written, drinking contest,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Eowyn, Aragorn, drink from the cup, and then I've badly and kind of creepily drawn the eyeball emojis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Um... Yeah, so they're
0: there, and there's, like, a feast happening. Does Théoden, like, say something at the beginning?
1: I'm sure he does. It's not that important. Yeah, Théoden it is matter. like, we did it.
0: Um, Eowyn is looking great, and she finds...
1: Yeah, she has her hair kind of, like, folded back in these little waves. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, you could do that with your hair. Yeah, we do have similar hair texture, which is, like, wavy, but also very, like, flyaway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I don't want just, to directly
0: compete. You just take. Some I don't want and to compete with it, and then you pin it yeah. back here, and then done.
1: And then get a little wicker backpack. Yeah, yeah, and a tunic dress. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So
0: she takes a cup of wine, presumably, mm-hmm. and finds Aragorn. You know when, like, uh-huh. you're at a crowded party and you go to find your crush at the party. Mm -hmm. anyway she does that and she she does
1: that offers him the cup like with both and she is like she is like beaming blushing and flushed and like glowing yeah
0: yeah she offers it like with both hands and he takes it with both hands it feels very ceremonial yeah and because he's like kind
1: of holding the cup like Yes. With, like, a triangular grip, almost. Like, with his steepled fingers, like, meeting in the front of the cup.
0: Yes. And then he drinks from it, and they, like, maintain eye contact the whole time. Well,
1: you drink from the same cup? Bro.
0: And then he walks away, and she looks so happy. And then Theoden comes up, and he sees her looking happy, and he sees that Otagorn just walked away, and he says, like, he's a good man or something. And then... We had
1: such a long conversation off mic about, like...
0: I think this, like, her offering him the cup was a clear, like, this means we are involved potentially in a betrothal way, but at the very least in a clear, like, I have made my intentions clear and you are reciprocating yeah, it, them. It you have entered feels into like a something courtship thing. And I think yeah. both the way... She offers him the cup and he takes it, like, feels, like, ritualistic. And the conversation Theoden has with her very much is like, ah, so that's the man you've chosen and, like, has chosen you back. I approve. Great.
1: Yeah, and we we had a really long conversation. Like, there's... I I don't disagree with you. Like, especially, like, drinking from the same cup... And, like, maintaining eye contact feels... It's both, like, a very charged moment, and, like you said, it feels very ceremonial. Like, I... We're absolutely on the same page about that. Yeah. And we kind of got, like, lost in the weeds about, like, character motivation. Yeah. And, like, is this, like, Aragorn, like, being more emotionally available than he's been in the past because he and Arwen are, like, broken up? Like, what... Like, what exactly is going on here?
0: Yeah. Like, that's... That's what I'm trying to that's what i feel sort of like confused about is like what ottergorn's intentions actually are like did he drink from that cup knowingly and if so then like what happens then because obviously he gets back with arwen and like when does he find out that arwen didn't leave and like what you know
1: i just right Right, I don't, don't want to get, like, too bogged in the weeds of it, but, like, yeah, it does, I don't know, There, there's some, like, dissonance there, because, like, I feel like if it was, like, oh, we're betrothed now or something, there would be more resolution of it, because, like, how, I mean, you know, like, the next thing that happens in return is, like, he rides off, he, like, leaves the camp and leaves her without really, like, She catches him trying to, like, leave, and they don't really talk about it, and her feelings are, like, obviously hurt. Yeah. And then I don't think they, like, significantly interact again. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to revisit it as we see more in Return of the King. Like, regardless of kind of what the (sighs) canonical intent is, like, it's a charged scene. Like, there's clearly something happening between them.
0: Yeah. It's-
1: it's good to watch. I think it's good to watch. Um, we were we were both like giggling and making yeah. lots of like oh, <laughs> sounds throughout it. Also, then which is you know when a good he's indicator up
0: during the night, and she's like curled up on the couch, just oh, like in the middle of the God. hall asleep. I know, and he like spreads the throw over her and like tucks her in. It's like so romantic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautifully tender. Yeah, yes. Um, it, it's it's very good. Yeah.
0: I do wonder if Ottergorn is one of those people who, like, thinks that he is communicating more than he actually is through, like, mm-hmm. yeah. looks and body language and whatever, like, that, like, later, you know, like, loss is like, so, like, what happened with you and Eowyn? And Ottergorn is like, oh, like, you know, I made it clear that, like, this couldn't work. And, like, is like, okay, but, like, did you say that to her? No, but, like, she understands. <laughs> right, oh my god. She gets it, and she very much does not get it.
1: Aragorn is like, we had a moment of extended eye conversation. Yeah. She, <laughs> like, is like, what does that mean? like she was
0: ghosted, and he thinks that they, like, had, you know, communication.
1: Yeah. That's my theory. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll be curious to see how I feel about it, like, as we get farther mm-hmm. into it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then... And then I think actually it does cut back to Frodo and Sam briefly, because I have written in my notes, I'm on your side, Mr. Frodo, but I'm trying to remember what that would Ooh. be. I'm looking up the chapter titles for the movie right now. I'm on a horrible blog post. Uh-oh. Um, the drinking game also happens in there, which
0: we don't, like, have to talk about, but just...
1: Oh, yeah. It's... I don't know. I have mixed feelings about the drinking game, which is, like, I like some of it. Like, I like Amir being rowdy, and I do like Legolas's, like, I think it's beginning to have an yeah. effect on me. But, like, I feel like Gimli's a little over yeah. the top. Yeah. And
0: I feel like, I mean, it's it's another case of Gimli being used as comic relief in this very, like, oh, look at Gimli sort of, like, get too drunk and, like, slobber and belch. You know, in this sort of, like... Yeah, and,
1: like, his eyes literally right, cross. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm, So there's a chapter... There's a, a DVD chapter called Gollum's Villainy, and I cannot remember what happens, unfortunately. Great. Guess we won't talk about that. But I do know that at some point, Sam tenderly says, like, in response to something Frodo says, I'm on your side, Mr. Frodo. Yeah, so it's when can just like, hold that Sam in our and Gollum are having some
0: kind of conflict... And Frodo is yeah. like, I like.
1: Oh, oh, oh! He said they're talking. They're arguing about Gollum, and Frodo says something about we need him on our side. Oh, I I thought think. that
0: Frodo said I need you on my side, as in I've chosen. to oh, yeah, maybe. To go oh my with God, Gollum, what is it? And so, like, I, I need you on to get with your you know.
1: side, Mister Frodo. Yeah, yeah. And I'm then so, Sam says, so "I am on your myself.
0: side, Mister Frodo."
1: Yeah, Frodo says, I need you on my side. And Sam responds, I am on your side, Mr. Frodo. And Frodo says, I know you are, Sam. Ouchie. Uh, No more context than that, unfortunately. Thanks, quotes.net. But, boy, I wish I remembered what that was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just another angsty moment with Sam and Frodo. Uh, I mean, that is apparently, according to Pinterest.com, a popular angsty moment based on the number of... Uh, photo edits. I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. And then we're into Palantir territory, which I don't. I don't need to talk about the movie scenes that much because we talked about the book scenes pretty extensively last time. Yeah, me neither. Um, but critically, it leads to more horses. Gandalf. Yeah, it leads to Gandalf, Merry, and Pippin like storming through Edoras to the stables for them to leave, and it's. Ugh. excruciating because Gandalf is in front. Marching. Mary is angrily marching in the middle and Pippin is kind of trailing and apologizing, but like clearly doesn't understand the stakes of what happens, wh- like what's going to happen because of this yet. And Mary does. And he like doesn't know how to handle it. It's like he can't even look at Pippin. Like he's yeah. walking in front of him and kind of angrily talking back to him over his shoulder. Like, I can't even look at you because I'm so like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm angry with you because you've done a stupid thing, but mostly because, like, I'm so upset at the thought of us being separated that, like, I cannot handle myself and my emotions right now. Yeah, and Pippin is like, so we're going to what
0: wherever, right? And, but, like, Mary has already realized, like, probably it's just Pippin and Gandalf and Pippin has not realized that. Yeah,
1: Pippin straight up asks him, you're coming, but you're coming with, right? And yeah. Mary doesn't answer. uh ah. Uh! Ugh! And there's also some horses there. Yes, um, at
0: 34:46, there is a a you know a guard of Rohirrim, uh, whoever, a crested helmed person on a horse. Um, you cannot see the horse's face. It is a darkish bay with no socks. Um, no socks. And then I have two background horses, like together ish one is white and Mm -hmm. one is chestnut i wrote facing away there and then there's another background horse that is white it's like coming toward the camera i think and it has face armor so i think we should name those and then we can talk about like the next little set
1: yes we also um i want to remind us as we get into horse naming Uh, territory that we have a small pool of of guest recommended names for horses which includes toast fig mouse and hoss
0: yeah so mouse and hoss actually came from an off mic conversation with norm and cassandra from lord of the rings minute um yes because we asked uh, them for i forgot horse that names. Was the microphone yep. thank you and i feel like uh we maybe did not ask ben for horse names and we should have
1: uh i'll tweet i'm gonna tweet ben right now
0: great <laughs> Um, I mean, unless we I did, and I just haven't listened to that episode recently enough, No, so I, I've forgotten.
1: I I remember asking that question, actually. I said, like, towards the end, I was like, I have a very important question that we've been asking. Or maybe that was in the lead-up to Horse Sona.
0: Yeah, I think that was the Horse Sona question, not the names question.
1: Mm, well, we'll gather it. Don't worry, we have many more horses to name, you know? Yeah. Okay, so what's what's jumping out for these we have
0: can do you have notes on what fig and toast were supposed to be i know they both had some like personality characteristics that went with them like one was sort of elegant and shy and one was uh, i think i would have to
1: re-listen to the episode so we might need to save those for
0: okay i mean i'm pretty sure you wrote it down somewhere but not necessarily somewhere that you have access to now so that's fair
1: well, I'm glad that you remember what I've written down. I just feel like you, yeah. I don't know. I no. I pro- no. I did not mean that as a jab. I mean it. Um, I just don't also know where that is.
0: Do you know that we did in fact name a horse toast, but not?
1: Oh, we did name a horse toast, didn't we? Of
0: that, yeah.
1: Wow, just a totally. And I don't totally remember unrelated. if that was
0: before or after that.
1: Comes. We're really. <laughs>
0: Losing I think it was after, because I think here. it was in
1: one of the big episodes.
0: It's just that it was toast with, it was like, rye toast. A bunch and of other cereal, herbal.
1: yeah. Yeah, cereal grains.
0: Sort of, toast is um, not a cereal
1: grain, but, um... Okay, I don't know what anything means. I don't remember when anything happened. <laughs> Great. Okay. We'll, we'll have to revisit the archive to hear about Fig, but we did name a horse Toast, so I'm crossing it off. Okay. Um, let's... Wants a cereal grain? <laughs> Let's name horses. I mean, it's- Wheat?
0: Yeah, grains are grains, and toast is a food made of grain. That's all I'm saying.
1: You had me- Okay. We
0: used toast because of color, and we could not think of a better situation there. Like, I thought about Yeah, totally. Wheat,
2: rye, and to- pumpernickel, to- and we- <laughs>
0: And we use toast, toast, but I'm just saying it's not a cereal grain.
1: I know toast, the finished product, fresh and hot from the toaster, isn't a cereal grain, but it's made from cereal grains, which is what I was saying. You have me doubting my knowledge of cereal grains, which is clearly
0: deep. I didn't... I was just being, you know, uh, pedantic about semantics,
1: not... Joey the details guy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so... We have the kind of dusty bay. We have the white and chestnut horse riding together, both with shields. And we have the white horse walking towards us with face armor.
0: Yes. Uh, wow. What should we what if... name those horses?
1: I mean, unless we want to save Mouse and Haas for, like, horses who get a little more screen time, we could name the, the two horses side by side, the chestnut and... The and... The white horse. I like that. Honestly, we don't
0: have a lot of horses that are new that get screen time besides the elf horses, and those are going to have elf names. Um, Right. So I think that's a good idea.
1: I was kind of thinking Haas for the white horse and Mouse for the chestnut horse, but do you think that should be the other way around?
0: Um... I mean, I think it's, like, a little more predictable the other way around, but that doesn't mean it's the right choice. Yeah,
1: because that that makes it a very nice, like, little flowers for Algernon Mouse. Let's do that. We'll do Mouse is the white horse and Hoss is the chestnut horse. Okay, great. That's very cute. Perfect. Uh, what about the dusty bay? The dusty bay? Yeah, we had, we said its color was kind of muted and dusty. Oh, I just wrote down darkish bay, but I believe you. Might be because it is covered in dust.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. We can't see its face. It has no socks. Sockless. Mm. Sockless the horse. Mm, Actually, I don't hate sockless.
1: It's kind of cute, right? Yeah. Let's do it. Sockless.
0: Barefoot the horse. Uh, That's the first thing that came to mind, and I did not even
1: say it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, uh, and lastly, we have the white horse with, the face, with armor. face armor and a chest strap, which I I have to like. Uh, newsflash: we we used a horse word incorrectly, which I have I have, have multiple you times referred said to
0: that word on stream. I feel like the first time you said it was like when we were watching this section of the movie together.
1: No, I I have definitely used it on Shadowfax before. Okay. I used martingale to refer to like the breast strap or chest strap for a horse which is kind of a Y-shaped strap that like goes between their legs and atta- you know the Y is like over their shoulders around shoulders, their yeah. neck and then down between their legs and attaches to the uh the girth which prevents the the saddle from being Um, like, pulled back, and I have incorrectly referred to that as a martingale, which is, like, a piece of equipment that, like, essentially adds another rein to the underside of a horse's head to get, like, and can be adjusted to get it to... Hold its head down and like arch its neck very prettily. So it's in kind of the same place as the chest band, but that is not what that is. So my apologies. Yeah. Although you do need one of those chest bands to
0: use a Martin to Gale attach to, it right? Has yeah. To clip to that.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Um, which is I think where my error came in because they are both <laughs> kind of geographically I think we similar. We should name
0: this horse Martin.
1: What if we named it Martingale?
0: Oh, I was gonna just say Martin.
1: Oh, that's cute, too. Martin. Uh, do we want to, like, like Martin the tradition Anglican spelling? Or do we want it to be, like, Martin, like, the animal? Or do we want to put, like, a, like the thing that fantasy authors do where, like, it's a normal name, but, like, spelled weird because it's a fantasy novel. Yeah,
0: like, we could replace the I with a Y.
1: Oh, I like it with a Y. Martin. Great. Okay. So that's the first four horses down. Yeah. Wow. The the next group are just a handful of seconds later. I have at thirty five oh seven or thereabouts. So this conversation between Mary and Pippin is still happening, and Mary is in the foreground, and we're looking at kind of a, a cluster of horses over, I think Mary's P- shoulder. Pippin. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah, sorry, over Pippin's shoulder. Yes, we're like looking from Mary's perspective at Pippin. Yes, yes, yes. Seeing horses behind him. Yes, there is a white. Pack horse with panniers. Yeah. There is a bay. There is a Mm -hmm. dapple white or gray with weird shadows on it.
1: We also got really sidetracked here about a conversation about the difference between, like, um, saddlebags and panniers. Yeah.
0: Saddlebags sit a little behind the saddle because, well, or... Rather
1: they they go with tack they accompany tack and panniers, yeah. panniers are I like mean, I think you don't ride anything you
0: put on a horse panniers. is tack isn't it is tack only what
1: Ta- you use tack's... to ride, no I guess not I, I guess saddlebags accompany a saddle yes. panniers take the place of a saddle yeah like imagine That's if you're in a saddle and your
0: legs are there then you need saddlebags that are slim enough and like sit right behind your legs so that you can still ride panniers are like bigger bags that are going to take up more of, like, the side of a horse to hold more stuff to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, so we see these three, and then we see three more, like, very shortly after that. Um, but Yeah, so
1: these horses are are to the right of Pippin, and the horses we'll see in just a little bit are to the left of Pippin. Yes.
0: Um, do you want to name these three, and then we'll get to the other three?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, do you want to name the saddlebag horse paneer? Uh, that sounds like no, which is an okay answer. No, I was just, just
0: thinking. Um, yeah, I was also thinking about the like Indian cheese.
1: Oh, paneer, yes. Hmm. Now I want anything with paneer. Yeah,
0: let's name it paneer, but spelled like that.
1: Yeah, it is a white horse, paneer. It is is a a white white horse, right? I want yeah, I want some paneer culture now. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh so that leaves the white horse with the kind of dark splotches, which is maybe a dapple and the bay, which are both being ridden by guards. What's a good name for a bay horse? Um mm, mm. <laughs> What's up, Joey?
0: I've forgotten every horse name idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um Wicker
0: <laughs> Which is funny because it's like wicker, but also like yeah. wicker. Like the sound they make, wickering.
1: Is that like the color and of wicker, also though? like
0: wicker the material. Uh, wicker isn't a specific color. It's a texture. And depending on what you make it out of, it can be bay-colored. Okay. I know a lot of wicker is wicker. like a lighter wood. But yeah, I usually... Is, th-
1: when I think of wicker, I think of a, a lighter there color. There
0: is dark wicker, so... Yeah. This name brought to you by looking past the computer and seeing a laundry basket on my bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow. I am also looking at wicker right now. Wow. I'm looking at a small wicker basket on my mom's desk where I'm recording. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I just turned. There's what? There's like a million wicker baskets in there. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. In here. And then, okay, Wicker. so based on the, like, it, names inspired by what we're looking at, there's a little, um, ottoman that accompanies the chair in here, so we could name the white horse hassock.
0: Ooh, Hassock. That's a great horse name.
1: That's a great horse name, right? Yeah, I like that.
0: Good job. Okay, the next three horses are just, like, 12 seconds later, basically, mm-hmm. um there is a dark bay with a rider there is a white horse with gray knees um, yeah. and face armor and a rider and there is a blood bay with a rider and no socks um i don't know what exactly classifies a blood bay i just mean <laughs> we can't, we i can't get into it mean again it is a fairly Red. reddish bay that's all
1: um it's honestly like hard to focus on the horses in the shot too because Pippin is in the foreground and just looks gutted. Yeah,
0: I do have um, screen caps if... of these, although you won't really be able to see the horses that well in them. Uh, you know, but,
1: I mean that's as well as we can see them. Okay, yeah. based on me describing Pippin as gutted, what if we gave these three horses fish names?
0: Oh yeah, I would I would take that. Um, okay. What are some fishes cod Oh haddock no.
1: salmon, tuna. Haddock isn't haddock isn't bad. It's I also like hassoc. haddock and hassock. yeah maybe um, Marlin Marlin is great. Haddock marlin and tilapia. Oh tilapia yeah I was thinking. oh of, I was mostly kidding about that one. I was thinking of
0: <laughs> Orange Ruffy.
1: Ruffy is kind of cute by itself
2: hmm
0: Um I feel like there's this other fish I was thinking about recently, and I
2: can't. You do a lot of
0: remember. thinking about
1: fish? Sometimes
0: Albacore?
1: Albacore's it's like almost there, you know? I was know? thinking
0: about albacore because there was Did you see that tweet?
1: Um fuck. Is it albacore like Amore? Yes. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> albacore
0: yeah, like um, when the moon is blue- a dish and you mispronounce fish, Al-Bacore. <laughs> Al-Bacore. Oh. <laughs> It was really good. And then um, I just sang that to myself in my head so many times.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a song my grandpa likes to sing to me yeah. in his, like, scratchy old man voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like Bluefin mm, yeah. as, as a horse name. I don't know. Bluefin is nice. Uh, okay, so we have yeah. okay, Haddock, can the white horse with gray marlin. knees be
0: blue fin because I feel like gray knees are like a blue fin.
1: Oh yeah, that's cute. I really like that. So then that leaves the the dark the very dark bay and the kind of blood bay. Yeah. I think I feel marlin for the redder horse. Yeah. For no reason at all. I don't know what these fish look like. Is it because
0: in Finding Nemo, the dad's name is Marlin and he's orange?
1: Um, I... It's possible.
0: (laughs) I just realized that, like, I was like, wait, I've heard Marlin as a name in a very specific (laughs) context before and then realized
1: it's Nemo's dad. Named after a different fish, which is very funny. Weird. Um, I worked at a sushi restaurant for a long time, mm, and my favorite role on the menu, our emo. favorite... I'm sorry. <laughs> go, go oh, ahead. I'm getting there. The, the, the segue isn't anthropomorphized fish, and I like to eat them. Uh-huh. The segue is my favorite role on the menu was um, called the Dancing Marlin, which is such a great, like, show pony name, mm-hmm. Dancing Marlin. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so Bluefin, Marlin, and Haddock. Haddock. So you're cool with Haddock for the Dark Bay and Marlin for the Blood Bay. Yes. great. I love that. That felt that that felt good. So that's the first ten horses down. Wow. Um, and then it, we cut to inside the stable, and a cursed place. I'm, I started like whimpering when I realized we were going back to the stables. Like we, I can't, I can't do it again. Yeah. Um, but luckily there's some like anguish to distract me from my own woes, which is, Pippin gets put up on the horse with Gandalf, and Gandalf is like preparing to charge Shadowfax out of the stables, and he's talking to Mary, and Mary, Mary is like crying, like Mary is, Mary is having kind of a hard time responding. Like I can't remember exactly what Pippin asks him, but like, I he's yeah. he's like Mary. Mary, like, when, when will I see you again? That's what he asks. Yeah. And um, Mary kind of doesn't respond. And Pippin says, Mary? And Pippin, er, Mary, like, th- with a very thick voice and, like, tears in his eyes, is kind of, like, backing away. And he says, I don't know. Uh... And so the last hobbits in the fellowship are, are broken apart. It's so much.
0: Um, I just want to take this moment to read a line from the chapter that we will talk about in a minute. But I, this line is prescient now, and so I'm going to read it.
1: Is this about leaving your friend behind? Yes. Yeah. Ouchie. Ouchie, mama.
0: Pippin said, I am lonely, to tell you the truth. I left my best friend behind in Rohan, and I have had no one to talk to or jest with.
1: Oh, buddy. The worst part, too, is like, as ouchie as this is, at least they get... They get more goodbye here than they do in the book, which we talked about in the last episode. They get to have a final conversation as, like, bewildering and overwhelming as it is, which they don't get to in the book. Yeah. And then um, Shadowfax rides out of the stables and we get a great view of all the stalls. So we're back in the royal stables. Those of you who have been listening will remember our stall naming convention, which is... Uh, We're we're looking uh, like starting from Shadowfax stall in the back of the stables towards the door, along the right side. With the door with the stall closest to the door being R one, and the stall closest to us being um, R five. Yep, which is backwards. Then as it you know now as it was then. so do we want to start closest to the camera or start an R1? Uh,
0: I think we should start closest to the camera. So we're counting down.
1: Totally. Okay. So in R5, there is a, uh, a horse that we kind of mainly see its legs for a bit. Yeah, I wrote and- wine legs. Yeah, I wrote down old wine legs. <laughs> it's a chestnut horse, but in the kind of weird um, like shadow and light of the stable, it looks very purpley. Yeah. So we should definitely give that horse kind of a wine-related name, I yeah. think. When we
0: get to see the rest of it, it is a chestnut with a messy white stripe. Like, the edges of the stripe are very sort of uneven. Um, and a simple halter and narrowish face yeah that's what i wrote about that um in R four we have a chestnut or bay we could not decide what color its mane was
1: i think we came down on
0: chestnut yep i think you came down on chestnut and i could not uh, just... okay <laughs> i see <laughs> Wow. You initially came down on chestnut,
1: but then as we kept watching it, you were like, "Oh, now I don't know." And you know, I just this this horse was weirdly contentious for us because my so my notes on this horse, uh, white nose, chestnut, buzzy nose band, chiseled head like statue, and then next to that it says Joey and I disagree, and then in quotations, hair height. Yes. Um. So,
0: it's forelock and mane are on the short side, but what I would describe as fluffy because they. Oh, s- this was the argument. This stood was... The hair I've... has a I'm lot being of transported space back in time. It so that it stands out from the horse's neck and forehead. But you I... interpret fluffy as mean
1: texturally very different yeah it is voluminous i agree and kind of standing upright but it's you know it's horsehair it's still like sleek and it's not fuzzy in the way that i think of like yeah but that's... the way like shetland ponies have like fuzzy four locks right and that's why veins. i said the word
0: fluffy and not fuzzy because those are like different words
1: yes <laughs> yes those are different words but i i think you fluffy. You think fluffy still...
0: necessitates fuzziness?
1: A little bit, yeah. Or, or like, the, th- I, fluffiness, e- I, I don't, I agree that f- fluffy and fuzzy, I can't, fuzzy and fluffy <laughs> are different words, but I still think that fluffy implies a textural element that is closer to, like, pony hair. We can't, <laughs> than this horse has, we can't redux this entire argument, but it does have it does have a lot of mane hair which is standing upright. I mean,
0: yeah, N- not like upright, upright. There are not a mohawk, but, like from but the base. Like it-, it has, yeah, it has volume to it. Yeah. Um. Okay. It also we were we had different thoughts about the halter because. I, I mean, it was hard to tell. I thought maybe it was braid, like it was like a braid, like the a really thick braid of like yeah. sort of strips of like fabric that were really thick. Um, And you thought that the sort of texture we were seeing on the outside was in fact like the sort of cut ends sticking out. Yeah.
1: Almost, almost like latch hook where you're looking, yeah. you know, like yeah. that is the end that's yeah. sticking up.
0: Yeah. Regardless I'm not, it's yeah I am not opposed it it looked more like a braid to me but I think it was just too hard to see clearly.
1: Yeah, it does it does it does have some weird texture going yeah. on, but it has a very fluffy and or fuzzy nose band. Yeah, I would call it
0: either fluffy or fuzzy.
1: Okay, we can't talk about texture anymore. We
0: we simply we simply cannot. <sighs> um okay, in our 3 there is a black horse with a white blaze, which we could initially not see at all, and we were like, Ta- "Oh totally yeah," and we stall. thought the stall was empty. And then there was a tiny it, like, shift, appeared. and it stepped forward into view.
1: It was a very dramatic it entrance.
0: Was. Um, and then in R two, there is a light gray dapple, like pretty white, um, with like a gray dipped muzzle. It's kind of speckly and a very sparse forelock.
1: And then R1 is empty. We think. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> okay, so names right off the bat. I think I would like to name old wine legs Amontillado.
0: Oh, that's great. All I could think of was Merlot, which was Albert. Oh, that's also that's name also a nice named him Albert.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That's a that's 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 a weird name for a dog like Albert. Well,
0: it's not a name that It's just the name that the shelter gave him, because, like, he was named as a stray, so they have to name every dog, and he was named Merlot. Um, Mm. and my mom was like, absolutely not, so we named him (laughs) Albert.
1: It doesn't really, like, fit him. No, it does not. Um, but
0: Amontillado is great. I like that. Um, R4, the controversy horse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, something that implies the inherent dispute. Um... What's a word for,
0: uh, fuck. Um,
1: can you tell me a what word? my hand gestures mean? Um, um uh, do, do you mean, like, conflict? Dispute? Yes, but, like, um... Jo- Joey is, has their hands pointed towards them and is oh. kind of pressing their knuckles together gently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not dichotomy. It's, um... Contradiction? no
1: contradictory
0: um it's more esoteric than that i think
1: okay uh antithesis.
2: can you
0: use other words to I kind of talk know. around I it just
1: thinking of the word antithesis i don't know that's okay all. um we can circle back to it and do some of the other horses first and come back if you want okay yeah i just just in
0: case um, yeah. Okay. Black horse with the white blaze.
1: Yeah, and this is the horse that made the dramatic entrance, and I feel like oh, it should be yes. something about. Like, it, would it be too much to name this horse dramaturge? Um, no, but that
0: word is pronounced dramaturg. It's dramaturgy when it's turgy. Oh, but it's dramaturg mm. when it's just the na- the the you know role and yeah. not the practice of dramaturgy. Um.
1: I'm having am having a bad one for pronunciation. It's okay. I mean,
0: I only know that because I was a theater major, and we and I got that wrong, and then had an extensive conversation with someone about it.
1: <laughs> Doesn't need to be extensive. In fact, needed to be like about as long as ours was. Um, do you do you how do you feel about that? Is that too too much? Um, it could also be like wraith or something because it was like mm. hidden. Yeah, I want something where the name feels dramatic in a way
0: that, like, kapow, you know? Like, not, actu- <laughs> not actually naming it kapow. Shazam
1: the horse! <laughs> no, that's, that's it. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yep, Shazam the horse.
1: Oh, you're serious? Okay. Yeah. Shaz- okay, Sh- look, Shazam. Look,
0: this is what happens, is sometimes one of us has a really inane, silly horse name idea, and then it is the other person's responsibility to say, yep, that's it. It's permanent now. You have to live with what you've said. Gourmet. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I feel like you've been lying in wait. Um. Okay, so that leaves the light gray dapple with the flea-bitten forehead.
0: And, yeah, gray-dipped muzzle, sparse forelock.
1: Um we could do like harried or something because he's he's been flea bitten. Oh uh, yeah. Or just Harry.
0: Yeah.
1: And revel in the double meaning for ourselves.
0: Yeah, he's kind of not that Harry.
1: But he, <laughs> I I meant but he, it's <laughs> a tr- it's a triple. It's a triple. <laughs> it's a triple. <laughs> Harry, Harry, Harry. Yeah, there you go. Um wow. Okay, so now that leaves us with the fucking controversial horse, which of course we are having a hard time naming. <laughs> hmm. We could name it Brave because of its possibly braided noseband or, or um, plait. Yeah, we could name it Controversy,
0: which is, you know, very on the nose, but
1: honestly, yeah. Controversy
0: has nice, like, name flow. We're just...
1: Okay, I'm I'm into it. Controversy. Okay, so we have Harry, Shazam, Controversy, and Amontillado. Great. Um and then Shadowfax absolutely peels off out of the um stables, and there's a really great shot of him kind of working his way, like running over the water that's yeah. on the plane right outside Eteras. I mean, not Just over the more... water.
0: He does splash through it. Even Shadow Facts yeah, does not walk on
2: water, oh but
1: <sighs> and then we uh, see Arwen as she is part of an elf, an elven caravan yeah. that is h- headed towards the heavy scare the, clothes, last, the last boat, boat <laughs> to leave Middle-earth, which is at least the third or fourth last boat to leave Middle-earth. Elf horses. There's so many of them. This actually, I think, is the largest collection of elf horses yeah, we've I seen. Think,
0: or, do we have 11 today? total?
1: We have 11. As
0: far as we can tell.
1: Um, as far as we can tell. You'll never believe it, folks. The horse continuity on this one, it's a little wonky. Wow. Who would
0: have thought wacky. that switching between camera angles would destroy all hope of horse continuity?
1: In my Lord of Ugh. the Rings? Uh, so let's go. It, it's a, it's a, a caravan. So it's, you know, a kind of single file line-ish with some weird continuity exceptions, so we're just going to kind of proceed down the line and we'll deal with the weird stuff yeah, when we get to it.
0: We definitely, at the front, have a fairly white horse ridden by a blonde elf.
1: Yes, and that horse has no visible noseband, which a lot of these horses do, and we think a saddle, but a pretty low-profile yeah. one. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, second, we have
0: a gray dapple with dark legs uh being ridden by an elf with a standard like carrying a standard um that horse Mm -hmm. also has no noseband i wrote very gray legs um and it has kind of a blocky face we actually theorized about it being the horse that leg loss shows up on who In also had Remindell, a very blocky head. Who has a very blocky head, but I don't know that we have any evidence of that beyond the shape of its head, so we will give it a new name. Yes?
1: Well, and also that, yes. And that horse had a really skimpy forelock, which this horse does not mm, appear to okay. have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we have Arwin on a white horse. A very pretty horse. Um,
1: yeah, but uh, but critically, a not Asphaloth yes, horse.
0: Yes, very definitely not Asphaloth. We have no idea if the movie intends for us to think that it's Asphaloth, but it looks nothing like Asphaloth. Um, it's yeah. much more delicate. It has like more of that um concave face shape. Um, it, yeah. yeah. Um, it has. Kind of like the teacup nose. It's a white horse with a dark gray mane, no nose band, that sort of Y-shaped chest strap, Um, some pink skin on its nose. Like a lot of white horses, it's get really gray in the nose, partly because their skin is dark, um, but it has some pink skin in the nose area. Um, And the saddle on that horse has like a really high saddle horn that is, like, sort of carved with, like, cutouts and things. It's very cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It comes, like, up to uh, the writer's, like, navel almost. Like, it comes up to a point, and then there's a cutout in the middle, so you can actually, like, see through the saddle yeah. horn. Very cool.
0: Yeah, super um, cool. And then things then get weird. things get weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. The Shadowfax um, story.
0: There's a horse we see, it's just, it's cutting back and forth a little bit. And so like, we hadn't seen this horse in the order before and now it's there. Um, that is, uh, this is number four on my list. Um, that is a dark gray dapple with a light face and a gray mane and tail and like a blue cloaked rider. Wait a second. Uh oh. Just look at the description of number four and the description of number nine.
1: Okay. Four dark gray dapple with light face, gray mane and tail, written by elf in a blue cloak. Number nine dark gray dapple, lower half of face white, gray mane, blue cloaked rider. Let's look at the. Sc- <laughs> should we look at. Should we retire to the screenshots for I a don't- second?
0: I don't know if we have screenshots that will be helpful here.
1: We super don't have screenshots that'll be helpful. Oh no.
0: This whole time- Okay, I was like, I'm inclined. And like, I kept having this little thought in the back of my head and I couldn't figure out what was bugging me and this is what it is.
1: Yeah, I think especially because this is not the only place that the continuity is weird. Because they're so similar, that makes more sense- for it to be the same horse and like a continuity error in the yes. order of the of the caravan than it does for them to be different horses. Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's merge those two horses. Number four and number nine are one.
1: Okay, so then horse. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn horse ten, what is now horse ten into horse yes. nine, and horse into eleven horse into horse ten. Okay.
2: And we'll Perfect. say
1: horse nine is horse the back half of horse four or no it's just horse four again yeah
0: yeah because i the thing is like there are two dark gray dapples with light faces um but this like including number nine means there are three of them and like the other two do have distinctions but four and nine did not yeah and so don't don't yes okay
1: yeah
2: I feel uh, yeah. better about
0: okay. that. Okay, so we see that horse, um, and then at some point, we see the most beautiful horse. Like, I, I just, it's, I it's can't. So it's so gorgeous. so beautiful.
1: I can't get over it. It is. It is both, like, its markings are gorgeous, but it also just has, like, kind of beautiful bearing. Yeah. Um, Like the horse we were just talking
0: about, it is a dark gray dapple, although its dappling is, like, so distinct. Like... It's like it's a yeah. it's sort of a like cloudy dark gray horse but then there are these like white starbursts all over it and then
1: Yeah, it makes me think very much of like a of like watercolors. Yeah.
0: And then yeah, like if you've ever ever done watercolors with like salt or whatever um that sort of created mm-hmm. that effect, it's very much like that. And then its face gets like really light. Like it's lighter gray to start with, but then it's also like almost completely white in kind of like a v shape like from its forehead down um mm-hmm. and it has like a white mane and tail yeah that are really very like, like shiny and shiny and striking and it's so beautiful it's written by this extremely has... androgynous elf
1: who did who was the character that you were comparing this elf to <laughs> mr gold we had a long aside about this and once upon a time you don't need to sound so shamed. I just it's look, fine. I haven't watched
0: that. Literally, I have not watched that show in eight and a half years.
2: <laughs> it's a long but time. there is
0: something about the like bone structure of this elf's face that reminded me. of... Oh, totally. I I agree with Rumpel you. We looked Stolzkin. at pictures.
1: Yeah. Um. I also. I. Returning to the horse for just mm-hmm. a second. I feel like a weirdo. This horse has very like shapely ears and they're very like upright. I don't know. It just it look it looks good. Yeah.
0: It's it's so we will post a screen cap of this horse and and we got a good one of it and it's so so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Up next, we have um well Oh, this is weird order again. Yeah. So so the
0: thing that's happening here is we're seeing a procession, but Arwen then has like a vision as she looks out into the wood. Cause she sees like a little boy running and then he runs to like an aged, like an older Ottergorn, like Ottergorn with gray hair, which I've got to say like, looks good. Like he, he it works for him. Good. Right. Um, doof. <laughs> yeah. A, a little. <laughs> um, and she's like, Oh, that's, the son I could have, like, I would have if I stayed here. um. And she, like, remembers yeah. her dad, Elrond, saying, the only thing left for you here is death, and realizes that he was <laughs> a, lying it, it, to her.
1: Yeah, it's great. But we watched this, so like, times. short chunk of the movie a lot, trying to figure out what was going on here, and so we watched that scene a lot, and it's such a jarring, like, b- because in, like, three seconds... It, like, fades to black from the screenshot, fades out of black to um, Elrond's face speaking, fades back to black, and then fades back into Arwen's face. It's it's a lot happening.
0: It's weirdly choppy there. Um, And then Arwen has sort of stopped riding, or stopped, like, moving forward, and then Figwit is standing in front of her, so we are seeing...
1: The return of your favorite and right. mine. So
0: we're seeing her from, like, his perspective, like, you know, from the head of the procession back, and then we see Figwit from her perspective, so the camera turns around there, and we see horse butts sometimes, and those horse butts do not seem to correspond with the order that the horses were in when we were seeing them from the
1: Of other course angle. not. Why would they? Because
0: everyone knows that Joey... when you look a different direction time and space shift around the world changes you yeah create a parallel universe
1: lord of the rings is an unreliable horse narrator Mm -hmm.
0: so this is one of those horses we just see kind of it a, a little piece of its hindquarters it is a light gray dapple with like a whitish tail and sort of distressed fabric like partly over its hindquarters like someone's cloak or whatever Um,
1: right and this is the first time like figwit kind of interrupts the line to talk to arwen and we're looking the other way Mm -hmm.
0: um behind arwen and behind that really gorgeous dapple yeah um is a white horse ridden by sort of a red-headed elf who briefly looked like he had a goatee maybe uh I don't think
1: he actually does, I don't think he has a goatee sort of funny he had the aura um, of a goatee
0: yeah uh the horse is white but like then has very dark gray legs with that kind of like have little white rings right above the hoof um yeah which
1: makes little, the the little like coronet. coronet we've had several instances of like white like coronets or socks or stockings over like dark points and they're so striking
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah so this is a similar thing. Um, Did I write anything else about that horse? That's all I have as well. I wrote nice silver mane. Yeah. This is the one where I wrote a word I can't read, and it looks like P something N K. P pink? Yeah, but it doesn't look like pink, and I don't know what I would be saying. And then it's it's like, it's whatever that word is, and then on, and then... Below that, nice, and then silver, and then mane. <laughs> so I don't.
1: It's lost. Don't it's know. lost to the sands of time. Yeah. Important horse. Who knows? Archiving gone forever.
0: Um. Okay. After that, maybe. Yes. Oh, then we have another, another horse butt.
1: Yeah. So it cuts back to Arwen's point Somewhere of view in
0: there. Yes, and see, we see like a whiter horse with. A light blue ribbon tied in its tail. It's very
1: cute because um, we have not seen any sort of like main decoration like that at all in the movies. Yeah. So it's just such a
2: cute yeah. little detail. And here's one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then also it has fabric over its hindquarters, but this is a lot more fabric. It's very sort of light, elfy fabric, like silvery, maybe just barely pale green. Um, and it's kind of more of a like rectangular shape. Um, over like most of its hindquarters. Yeah. Um, that's number eight. Um, and then we get to skip number nine because that's the same as four that we've talked to, about already. So actually, number nine is another white horse. Again, with like a Y-shaped breast strap, ridden by a brunette elf with a silver mane and tail.
1: Yeah, and this and is then- the one we thought initially. Oh, maybe this is the one that we thought initially was carrying the standard, right? Yes,
0: I believe so. But actually, someone behind right th- that there's el- a standard um, like right over this rider's shoulder, and it was yeah, it was which I right mentioned because I
1: think it makes it makes this horse easier to spot in the procession, so you don't have to follow yeah. along with our like name yeah. numbering. And then our last horse, which is
0: very far in the back, so we just barely see it, is whitish. Wow. Huge surprise. Um, <laughs> a white elf horse? a blonde rider. Again, huge surprise. Weird. Really original there. Weird. And that's it. That's all our elf horses.
1: So let's... Kaylin, are you ready to name ten elf oh horses? Oh my god.
0: I don't know if I am.
1: I don't know if I am either. I do want to start with the beautiful horse. I kind of want to name him like some elvish um, equivalent of watercolor.
0: Oh, interesting. Like, just
1: jam the words water and color together? How do you feel about mm-hmm. that? Let's see what those words
0: are. Totally. And then I'll tell you how I feel.
1: Um, lots of flipping. Okay, water is nin. N-E-N is what I'm seeing. Okay, color is... Wait, I just had it. Um, quile.
0: How is that spelled? Q U I L E e with an umlaut Q-u-i-o. and umlaut mm-hmm. is the two dots right
1: yeah nenquile. which i
0: don't actually know what that means for pronunciation in elvish but i feel like quillinen is great oh quilinen is I better guess, yeah which i guess is color water but i feel like that's fine how do you feel about that are you pro that yeah i'm just sorry i'm just saying these in my head because nen nenquila.
1: Yeah, that's what I had. Nish. That's what I had. Originally, that's what I wrote down. But I think I like Quillenin better. What do you think? Okay, I'm
0: also thinking about this rule of emphasis on the second to last syllable. So, so Nenquilla does that, and Quillenin, Quillenin, (laughs)
1: Lenin.
0: I'm good with either of the. Uh, no, you have to. Okay. I, I I said it oh, marginally
1: no. first, so now you have to make a decision.
0: I think I like Quilenin. Okay, if you're good with that,
1: yes. And, um, Nin water, Quilen color. I'm actually writing down the translation, which we have not done before.
0: Oh yeah, that's um, smart.
1: Okay, who else do you have? uh a strong feeling about naming. Maybe Arwen's Arwen's not Asphaloth horse. Yeah. Um it's
0: I don't know what to say about it. It's just. It feels um very similar to McGillowen, mm-hmm. Eowen's horse. Like very different in coloring, but like they feel like similar in build.
1: Yeah, totally. Um
0: and sort of head shape, I think. Uh and I don't, yeah. What if, though, thinking about Arwen, like, she's really sad. Yeah. So, like, maybe something about that. Let's think about
2: her mood. Or,
1: good lord, if there's, like, an elvish word for, like, epiphany, since that is the emotional crux of the scene, of, like, her having this big revelation. Oh. Although, I don't, I think that one mm, might not. I don't think that does not.
0: there is, no. no. Um, I don't know if there's a, like realize or or even to see yeah like that might be interesting vision related yeah
2: hmm.
1: we could do uh this is a, a friends at the table name uh there's not realize but next to each other in my dictionary are remembrance and reversed oh <laughs> which is kind of great because
0: I mean that is sort of like like reversed remembrance is like future vision. Right, exactly. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So reversed is Nunquerna and remembrance is Rin as a suffix. So it would be Nunquernarin. Okay, I'm I am looking for vision real quick. Yeah, totally. Um, but
0: I do like
1: non no- oh okay mm-hmm. so None vision or non-room. dream
0: is olos like o l o s or olor o l o r as like if you're continuing on to oh, that's more good. of a word um or mar M-A- m um, a u r um m a u r yeah um i i do like olor or olos mm-hmm. um what sorry what was mm-hmm. Ren was the suffix that meant remembrance,
1: with it and its it's i with a um, accent.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, and nun nunquerna,
1: nun nun. Oh oh, no, I'm so sorry. I believe it or not, read that wrong. Nuquerna, N-U-Q-U-E-R-N-A. E-R-N-A. So it'd be Nuquerna yeah,
0: I like a a lot, but I I like the meaning of this so much. So let's yeah, let's do it. Yeah, nuquernarin, nuqu nuquernarin, we can how, <laughs> We can pronounce it however we want to. I'm just trying to figure out, like, think about those.
1: Yeah, nuquern, reversed. Okay, that's that's two out of ten. Nuquernarin Great. and quillinin. Um, we could definitely do Olos for another, for another one of the horses. I also just stumbled to pass um across Prince, which is Ernil, which might be good for and, someone. Yeah, should we do the be ribboned horse Prince because princes deserve ribbons? Princes do deserve ribbons. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, I want to find something that goes with Prince because um, I want to save. Like, the filler, like, you know, like, we've done, like, rock for quite a few of the previous horses, and I, you know, we have more to go, so I want to find something more substantive for the prince than horse, you know? Not that you had even suggested it, but... What?
0: (laughs) You just said something more substantive for the prince
1: than horse. Right, so I'm thinking. I'm thinking of another word to go with it. Usually, we do like one. You know, we do like two words. Okay,
0: we do, especially when it needs that for cadence. But I don't think we always have to do that. Like Noro, for instance, was one word. And given that we have to name ten horses, you want to just do Ernil? Yes, Ernil. Okay. Um,
1: this is just E R N I L.
0: Yeah,
1: Ernil. Okay, I have.
0: Some great ideas here for more
1: horses. Absolutely thrilled. Okay, what are you feeling?
0: Okay, what's the, like, whitest horse here? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, maybe that first one. The
1: first horse, yeah. Okay, um,
0: where did it go? Uh, God, oh, Colossa. What does that mean? Clarity, brilliance.
1: Oh, I like that as like the leader too. So this yeah, is the first horse in the yeah. caravan. Um, C- will you spell that? C a
0: l a s s e with an umlaut.
1: And that's clarity, brilliance. That's great. I love yes. that.
0: Okay, so that's that's one. Um, Did you
1: want to use dream for one of them?
0: Potentially, but here are some others. Cloud oh. white. A white cloud is Fanya, F a n y a. Um, oh, that's very good. Just regular cloud is Lumbo or Fauna. um, and dark shadow cloud is Ungo, or Ungo. Oh no. <laughs> um, so there are all of those. Cobweb is Pline, like H L I N E with an umlaut. Um, so that's a possibility, and also cloak, cloak veil mantle is um. Is Fanta like the soda, but Fanta? <laughs> Although that's oh, that's it's cr- a verb. So oh. to to cloak something is is Fanta. Um,
1: I want to name one of the dapples Cobweb Cloak.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Or
1: uh, those don't those roots don't go together. No, great. But unfortunately. I, what if we
0: took the the lin the l i n from Cobweb and made it Fanta Lin?
1: Oh, yeah, that could work. I think just L-I-N is something.
0: Yeah. You can keep the really H fast. in there, too. like Lynn. Also, I think that I has, like, the acute accent on it instead of just a regular dot. I don't know what that means for pronunciation, mm. but um, it's there.
1: Yeah, so Lin by itself is pool or mare, like the mirror mare. mm
2: mm-hmm. Lin
1: can also mean sing or make a beautiful sound. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, let's
0: do the the merged horse that other dark gray dapple, um, with the blue cloaked ra- rider. Let's name that. Yeah, Ponta yeah. Flynn.
1: Uh, that is what four. is that? Yeah. four. Okay, and what? Sorry, what did? What's that compound word? Um, I'm just gonna spell it out:
0: F A N T A H L. I with an acute
1: accent, but you don't have to type it that way because it's weird. N. Fontalin? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's cobweb cloak, kind of. Yes. Okay. Uh, What about Fanya? I do really want to use Fanya. That's very cute. Actually, Fanya, I think by itself is great.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I the think... dark cloud? Oh, uh, Lumbo is dark cloud, but Fanya is white cloud.
1: Oh, that might be better because I think we've gone through most of the dapples anyways yes i think um nine or fanya that's so cute
0: would both
1: be good choices let's do let's do 10 there. because i like cloud for the like white horse blonde rider yeah fanya that's so cute okay um let's do a little flippy flip and see what else looks great
0: um we could see about like boat or journey or you know like those sorts of yeah.
1: things also there's like five different words for twilight oh cool. oh oh this is so cute there's a to twinkle is tintil oh yeah oh uh valiant is astaldo which is great mm. we could give goatee we have person one who looks that <laughs> <laughs>
2: because of the goatee yeah.
1: It is valiant yeah. to have a good tea. <laughs> Especially as an elf. I'm yeah, okay with that.
2: I think it takes okay, a lot a of Staldo. bravery. Okay,
1: That's nine, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. No. Oh, it's seven. no. That's seven.
0: Is that E-S? How's it spelled? Uh,
1: no. It? A-S-T-A-L-D-O.
0: Okay. Um, okay. I just
1: saw that there's a word for blue pale... Oh, yeah. Um, we we used that for Frankie or Chip, didn't we? I think
0: we know. So there, are t- there's blue with... Um, there's regular blue, which is ninwa, which we use for ninwa hen, for one hmm, of those horses. Yeah. Then there's blue with yes. pale in parentheses after it, an adjective, helwa. And then there's blue pale.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: Um, which is ilin, I L I N and what I'm wondering is
1: For the blue cloaked rider?
0: We no, we already named that one, uh Fontalen. Um, I'm wondering if we should take Ernil back and name the horse with the pale blue ribbon in its tail, um, Ilin and give Ernil to a different horse.
1: Uh oh, oh, hold on. What's the pale blue suffix again? It's
0: not a suffix, it's just a word and it's ILIN. I L I N.
1: Um we could also keep prince Oh and make it an adolin cuz it would be Ornillolin.
0: Ernililin? Er-
1: er- yeah, which is great. And I really love little blue prince. Okay. Or pale blue prince. Yeah. Technically er-nil-ilin. blue pale prince.
0: <laughs> um
1: so looking at Ornillalin typed out does bad things to my brain. It's just too many vertical lines. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot, though. Arnil, Prince, Elin, Pale Blue. That's okay, great. Okay, so
0: we still need number nine, the white horse with the chest band brunette elf, silver mane and tail. We need a name for that horse, and we need a name for distressed fabric horse, and we need a name for the gray dapple. The flea bitten dapple. Yes, with the dark legs and the man with the standard at the beginning.
1: Do any of them look smallish? Mm. There's a word for little bird, which is cute. Aww. For bird, small, eye Yeah, that is cute. Which is super cute, but might not be appropriate. We Let's, should keep a list yeah, of. Yeah,
0: I think we should save that. Um, Oh, there was a word for boat. Uh, Let me remember what it was was um boat is l- Lunta l-u-n-t-e okay um i don't know oh <laughs> bold there's there are words multiple words for bold and boldness which for the the man with the standard might be good mm, yeah. um there's kanya which is funny because it it's like kanya <laughs> and then and then very Kanya and Veria. Um, but yeah, uh, Kanya or Veria and then Verier, Um or Veria, V-E-R-I-E uh, with an umlaut um, is, is boldness. The other two are adjectives.
1: The, the I-E with the umlauts is yay, isn't yeah. it? I don't know. Uh, there's glorious. What's glorious? Um, Aglareb. Alcarin, Alcarin, alcarin Hmm. Uh, wait, sorry, what was the first one of those? Aglarib? A- Aglareb?
2: A-G-L-A-R-E-B?
1: Aglareb. Um, yeah, let's,
0: let's do it. Sorry, I'm getting stuck in my head. Um, yes, let's name that horse Aglareb. With the standard? Yes. Um. Okay. And then... Okay, the distressed fabric over the rump. Um, I want to come back to a. The Which is other... six? There is another word for yes, a noun for cloak or jacket is vaco, v a c c o, and since it's wearing okay. sort of, like it has that like distressed fabric over its rump, like it's wearing a little yeah. cloak. I was thinking we could name it vaco.
1: Yeah. Do you want anything with it or just Vaco? I think just Vaco. V-A-C-C-O? Yep. Um, Okay, I think that's all ten. Nope. Nope. Number nine. One,
2: two, three, four, five, six.
1: Oh, yeah, sure enough. Who are you? Oh, horse with chest band, silver mane, and brunette elf. Ooh, there's probably many words for silver, since we explicitly described it as silver.
2: See how fast
1: I can scroll to the S's. Silver is keleb, like keleborn, telep. Telpe, silver like, is Celebrin or Telperin. Um, great. What's hair? Is hair orn, is Celeborn just named Silver Hair? Oh my god, he might be. I mean, that's, listen, that's the same approach that we take. Hair is fen.
0: Okay. Fen, like F E N or F I N? F I N. Yeah. Um,.
1: Oh orn is Orn is tree.
0: So Caliborn oh, silver is silver tree. tree. Okay. Um Oh, silvery grey is Cinda Um Silver the Mystic Name of is Ilsa. Mm. Oh, what if it's Ilsa Finn?
1: Oh uh, what is that? Silver Something here.
0: Silver the mystic oh. name of hair. The mystic name of oh, Silver.
1: Oh
2: Ilsa, hair. where I I don't have that?
1: Oh, interesting. It's so interesting. So, Joey and I are using two different sources. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the site that you're on because we've used it before? Uh,
0: yeah, it's Ambar, like like the word amber, but with an A instead of an E, hyphen Um, And they have, like, a PDF, like, Quenya English Dictionary. That's really great. Um, yeah, I'm it guessing is. it's we... because this I word, I mean... They do a pretty thorough job of like, if this word is related to silver, like the mystic name of silver, um, they're going to put it under silver with that other note. Whereas I think the language book that we both own that I can't find that you're using, um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, isn't quite that thorough.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like, I like that. There's also Silme for starlight, which is cute, but I kind of like Ilsefin. Okay. Wow. Okay, Well, you, sp- uh, Il- Ilsa is just I-L-S-A. I-L- fin, Ilsa, silver, Finn hair. Okay, so that's all ten of those guys. We got Kalasa, um, Aglarib, wait, how did Aglarib. you say it? Aglarib. Aglarib. Mm-hmm. Uh, Then Tallin, oh, I clicked away, Quillanin. Well, I'm noticing a so trend with our suffixes here. Yeah, a lot here. of N,
0: N noises.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, sorry. My, I think the that... Google Doc is absolutely hating what it's is okay. happening. I so, can read and... them too because I was
0: handwriting them on my notes. Oh, go for it. Um. Next we have Vaco, and then Astaldo, and then Ernililin, and then Ilsefin, or Ilsefin, and Fania.
1: Fania is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I also still really like Arnililin. It just is bad to look at him. Yeah. It's bad to look at Typed. recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Ten elvish horses. Um. And then Arwen gallops off. She realizes that she's making a horrible mistake, and she wheels that horse around and gallops. And we get a shot of her like galloping over a bridge into Rivendell from a distance, which is beautiful. And then she goes in. And then it gets really angsty with her and Elrond for a while. And at some point, um, after like three minutes pass, uh, we hit minute marker 42 and stop watching.
1: Yep.
2: By angsty, I mean Um.
0: she finds, like, she reads a spell out of a book to, like, give up for immortality, basically. And then Elrond comes in and feels her hands and they're cold. And he's like, ah, the life is going out of you.
1: there's also there's one more horse which is arwen rides the horse back to rivendell which Which is we think is a different horse yeah it's it's not the horse she just rode in the procession the color this um the horse she rides in the procession which we named new New quernas yeah new Uh, has a dark gray mane, and this horse that she is riding appears to be all white or mostly white. We only see it in kind of aerial shots from far away. It does have so some it's gray on the backs of its, the back of its legs.
0: legs, but its mane and tail are much whiter than the horse she was riding previously. Yeah. But canonically, so, it's the same horse, even though the horse actors are different.
1: Right. So, um, do we want to... and. I, I don't think it's asphaloth because it's not yeah, I think it's the horse she was riding in the procession just a different version of. So do we want to count it and do we want no. to name it? No. We don't
0: we don't count horses that are canonically the same horse.
1: Right, but we usually name them Oh, mm, although it's something sometime. related to Yeah, it's sort of like if
0: we're talking about it on an ongoing basis, then we say like faux or thick erod or like fake and brand instead of arc and brand. But um
1: Oh oh wait, I have it. Actually I have it. I have it. It's I'm sorry, it's locked and loaded. Uh-huh. So we named Arwen's procession horse New Quernanin. Oh. New Quernan. Uh-huh. It's two qu- it's two too... <laughs> <Too>, two <quernarin. laughs> Yeah, two Querneren. Perfect. Good work. Two But Yeah, it does not get okay.
0: counted. The only time we counted it was when there were two aerods on screen at once, and then canonically right. that means two of those horses exist, and so we have to count right. both of them. But this yes. is all okay. one horse
1: fictionally. So let's let's wow. get the horse count out of the way. Yeah. Uh so from Edoras we have Sockless, Mouse, Haas, and Martin. That's four. We have Hassock, Wicker, and Paneer, which is three. We have Haddock, Bluefin, and Marlin, which is three. I love that cluster. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: and then within the stables, we have Harry, Shazam, Controversy, and Amontillado, <laughs> uh, which is <laughs> another four. Yeah, that's a little so that's, wild there. Yeah. yeah. So that was, uh, that's 14. And then the 10 from the Elvish Caravan, which I'm not going to read again, no which is
0: Shazam. 24. Wow, 24 horses. Of those 24 horses, what was your favorite?
1: Uh, the the beautiful, the beautiful horse. Yeah, same. Absolutely. clear, uh, No contest. Your favorite there. Funtalan. Yeah. So our, our running total previously was 604. Or no, sorry,
0: not Fontallen. Quillenin.
2: Quillenin. Quillenin, yes. Yes. Watercolor. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh. So our previous total was 604, uh, with today's total, that brings us up to 628. Wow. So we're chugging along horse-wise. Wow. can't believe it. Um, okay, we... Oath one, done.
0: Oath two, uh, no. done. No, no, oath one is not done because we have not discussed every horse in the book yet, unfortunately. Oh, true. We have a whole okay, fucking let's chapter that. to talk about. <laughs> um let's just speed right through it
1: yeah um honestly i don't have that much to talk about in it
0: yeah i mean i wrote down several things but i don't have to talk about all of them there's a lot of horse stuff there are there are a lot of shadowfax stuff um which is nice Yeah, and some really
1: great shadowfax stuff
0: just a couple other horse things i think so the first um thing is that pippin has just like woken up and seen fire um and is like, are there dragons in this land? And Gandalf is like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's the beacons of Gondor being lit. Um, but wow, the beacons of Gondor are a light calling for aid in the book. Not for our aid, yeah. but for the aid yeah. of other people. Um and then it says, but Shadowfax paused in his stride, slowing to a walk, and then he lifted up his head and neighed. And out of the darkness the answering neigh of other horses came. And presently the thudding of hoofs was heard, and three riders swept up and passed like flying ghosts in the moon and vanished into the west. Then Shadowfax gathered himself together and sprang away, and the night flowed over him like a roaring wind.
1: Again, Shadowfax always with the, like, wind and flying metaphors. And springing
0: away. Um, hey,
1: Caitlin, who are those other three horses? Am I supposed to know? No, 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 they're just, um... They're they're the like, oh wait, yeah. Who are those people?
0: Yeah, that's who do we? Maybe those are like Gondorian riders, like
1: yeah. It's just
2: weird to mention mess- them explicitly messages. with no other.
0: Yeah, I to not say of... like three Gondorian messengers swept up and passed like flying ghosts in the
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. It is kind of a weird. Weird moment. Also, right before the quote that you read, uh-huh. um, Gandalf cried aloud to his horse, "On Shadowfax, oh, you yes. must hasten. Time is short." See, I love how much Gandalf. The beacons of Gondor are alight, calling for aid. I. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hold on. The, yeah. We're. This is absolutely it. Which is a couple of sentences after the other horses came up. Pippin became drowsy again and paid little attention to Gandalf telling him of the customs of Gondor and how the lord of the city had beacons built on the tops of outlying hills along both borders of the Great Range and maintained posts at these points where fresh horses were always in readiness to bear his errand riders to Rohan the North or to Belfallis in the South. So, I think with that context, you could could assume that they are Gondorian... Okay. Errand riders. Riders. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um okay next
1: i oh. have there's another shadowfax thing on that same page for me yes i think before
0: then i just wanted to talk about pippin saying so first of all gandalf is like sleep again and do not be afraid for like you're not going to mordor but to Minas tirith and that's the safest place because like if the gone if the ring is taken then even the shire won't be safe <laughs> and Pippin says, you do not yeah. comfort me. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. sleep and crept the, over fall,
1: him. And falls asleep anyways. Yeah, but then this,
0: this is what I wanted. He wondered where Frodo was and if he was already in Mordor or if he was dead. And he did not know that Frodo from far away looked on that oh, same yeah. moon as it set beyond Gondor ere the coming of the day. God. And, I mean, as you know, I have many feelings about looking on the same moon as someone else.
1: Yeah, truly. Who doesn't?
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just, I mean, again, that, like, these moments of sort of connection between them, even though, like, they don't feel that, like, we see this, you know, these parallels. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's your next thing? Literally right, oh, right yes. beneath
1: that. Another day of hiding and a night of journey had fleeted by. It was twilight. The cold dawn was at hand again and the chill gray mists were about them. Shadowfax stood steaming with sweat, but he held his neck proudly and showed no sign of weariness. Yeah. Uh, and they, they come across a group of Gondorians and talk to them. And Gandalf, like, ominously is like, hey, uh, don't, don't sleep. Hey, nobody sleep here. <laughs> Which... Is horrifying, uh, and then they yeah. they ride off again, and one of one of the men that they're talking to says, "Fare you well." And the men made way for Shadowfax, and he passed through a narrow gate in the wall. And this dude says, "May you bring good counsel to Denethor in his need, and to us all, Mithrandir." Ingold cried, "But you come with tidings of grief and danger, as is your wont." They say. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. And then there's a line, uh, but for Gandalf Stormcrow, you would have seen a host of foes coming out of Anorion and no riders of Rohan. And you may yet that's Gandalf saying like, Hey, if I weren't here, you would just see enemies approaching and no one helping you, which is what I'm trying to facilitate. Um, yeah. okay. The next thing I have is just that this description of like the sun rising, on, like, the Tower of Ecthelion here is mm. really lovely. Then, like, Pippin, even as Pippin gazed in wonder, the walls passed from looming gray to white, blushing faintly in the dawn, and suddenly the sun climbed over the eastern shadow and sent forth a shaft that smote the face of the city. Then Pippin cried aloud for the Tower of Ecthelion standing high within the topmost wall, shone out against the sky, glimmering like a spike of pearl and silver, tall and fair and shapely, and its pinnacle glittered as if it were wrought of crystals, and white banners broke and fluttered from the battlements in the morning breeze, and high and far he heard a clear ringing as of silver trumpets.
2: Well, wow.
0: um, And then Gandalf is super dramatic after that. Yeah. When he rides in and the men cry, Mithrandir, Mithrandir. Now we know that the storm is indeed nigh. And Gandalf responds, It is upon you. I have ridden on its wings.
1: God. <laughs> it's so good. And then says, Let me to see Lord Denethor while his stewardship lasts. Which is another, yeah. like, Gandalf, you don't need to talk like this to people. Yeah. Um... Let's see, then men fell back, though they gazed in
0: wonder at the hobbit that sat before him and at the horse that bore him, for the people of the city used horses very little, and they were seldom seen in their streets, save only those ridden by the errand riders of their lord. And they said, surely that is one of the great steeds of the king of Rohan. Maybe the Rohirrim will come soon to strengthen us. But Shadowfax walked proudly up the long winding road.
1: Well i do want to say flashing back very quickly that excelion has always been one of my favorite lord of the rings names to say because that the like c to the th just feels great to say excelion yeah it's nice um
0: okay there wait let's see i said oh i wrote no horses in the citadel
1: Yep, that's the next thing. Gandalf dismounted, for no horse was allowed in the citadel, and Shadowfax suffered himself to be led away at the soft word of his master. Yep. Um, And then they go in, and there's
0: a dead tree. And, okay, I just... So it says, A sweet fountain played there in the morning sun, and a sword of bright green lay about it. But in the midst, drooping over the pool, stood a dead tree. And the falling drops dripped sadly from its barren and broken branches back into the clear water. So, like, the tree... I'm just trying to figure out how the fountain and tree interact, because obviously, like, the water from the fountain is getting on the tree to the extent that it then drips off of the tree back into the pool.
1: Oh, I actually read it... I might be super wrong here. I actually read it as, like, morning dew, because they had just arrived at sunset. I... Or at sunrise but it does make sense for the fountain. Don't. To yeah. Be.
0: I don't think cuz it says and the falling drops as in the falling drops of water from the fountain dripped sadly from its barren and broken branches back back into the clear water.
1: Oh, true, true. Yeah, that does sound like a that sounds like a very sad fountain.
0: I just but I'm also trying to figure out like is the source of the f- water just like right next to the tree or do they have this rigged so that the fountain comes out from like within it's like one of those like
1: those like (sighs) manual sprinklers yeah i don't know it just it sounds a little tacky honestly well like a fountain a fountain totally doesn't fit with this like dead symbol of a nation i mean i think that is part of
0: the point is that you know it should be this like lovely lush thing with a fountain and instead the tree is dead but i just can't physically figure out exactly like how the fountain and tree like
2: fit together
1: i wouldn't worry about it too much that's all um so they're they're getting ready to go in to see denethor I in That might be one of
0: the reasons the tree is dead because it has been drowning
1: <laughs> joey the tree is dead because it's a metaphor okay Ugh, okay that's the reason trees die because of narrative resonance and you know that OK, so they're walking in to see Denethor and Gandalf like just now is giving Pippin the like rundown of like, OK, don't mention this. Don't mention this. Oh, yeah. Which I actually we we're not there in the movies yet, but I love the way they did this in the movies, which is Gandalf is like, OK, don't talk about this. Don't talk about this. And then he kind of turns back around to Pippin and says, it might be better, in fact, if you did not speak at all.
0: Um, I do love this. Uh, Gandalf says it is scarcely wise when bringing the news of the death of his heir to a mighty Lord to speak over much of the coming of one who will, if he comes, claim the kingship as in don't mention Ottergorn because Denethor th- feels threatened by him. Is that enough? Yeah. And Pippin says amazed kingship. Yes. Said Gandalf. If you have walked all these days with closed ears and mind asleep, wake up now. It's so good. Yeah. All this time, Pippin has not figured out that Aragorn will be the king of Gondor. I mean, we, it's hard to know. No, he said things, like, it has been fairly clear in this book, but I don't know if he said things to the people he's with, or if it's just, like, in the narration, mostly.
1: I think it's, like, Gandalf obviously knows, and the elves know who he is, but, like, Boromir, you know, Boromir found out, like, at the... Like, you know, at the arrival upon Rivendell, when, like, Pippin was very much not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just also feel like Aragorn
0: earlier... has said several times now, like, I am, Arthorn, I am the son king. of Ardathorn. And, like, yeah. But he, yeah, he's been in his own little head with Merry.
1: Yeah, he's got his own stuff going on. Um, I also really like, earlier in that conversation, Gandalf starts by saying, Be careful of your words, Master Peregrine. This is no time for Hobbit pertness." Theoden okay. is a kindly old man. Denethor is a, of another sort. I, yeah. Which I really like Hobbit pertness, and also describing Theoden as a kindly old man. Yeah. Um. So this, there's an interesting
0: moment when Denethor and Gandalf are looking at each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Uh, he turned, this is Denethor, Denethor turned his dark eyes on Gandalf, and now Pippin saw a likeness between the two, and he felt the strain between them, almost as if he saw a line of smoldering fire, drawn from eye to eye, that might suddenly burst into flame. And then, Denethor looked indeed much more like a great wizard than Gandalf did, more kingly, beautiful, and powerful, and older. Yet by a sense other than sight, Pippin perceived that Gandalf had the greater power and the deeper wisdom and a majesty that was veiled, and he was older, far older. How much older, he wondered, and then he thought how odd it was that he had never thought about it before. Treebeard had said something about wizards, but even then he had not thought of Gandalf as one of them. What was Gandalf? (laughs) <laughs> Echoing my earlier question. Oh yeah, in this well podcast. yeah, what, what, what is our, was is Gandalf human? It? Um, what was Gandalf? In what far time and place did he come into the world, and when would he leave it?
2: Wow.
1: Um. Also earlier, like Denethor, um, Denethor explicitly says he's talking about like Boromir's death, and he says, "My son on the wild errand to his death, my Boromir. Now we have need of you. Faramir should have gone in his stead." Which yeah. I love to point out because I love to press the button that makes my brain hurt thinking about Faramir.
0: Yeah, where Denethor just literally says, like, Wow, I wish my other son had died so that Boromir were here and alive.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So then after this whole... Do you have anything else, like, in the confrontation with Denethor? The next thing um, I have is Gandalf's... Um, the things he says at the end. Uh, at the end of what? Like, their audience with Denethor as they're leaving the hall.
0: No, I think that's where I am too. I just, about him also being a steward.
1: Yeah, and not a king. Is
0: what I wanted to point out. I thought, well, no. I mean, Gandalf, like they're talking about that, but then Gandalf talks about sort of his his role in the world. He says, but I will say this, the rule of no realm is mine. Because Denethor was all like, the rule of Gondor is mine. Mm. Mine and no other man's. But Gandalf says... The rule of no realm is mine, neither of Gondor nor any other, great or small. But all worthy things that are in peril as the world now stands, those are my care. Mm. And for my part, I shall not wholly fail of my task, though Gondor should perish, if anything passes through this night that can still grow fair or bear fruit and flower again in days to come. For I also am a steward. Did you not know? Such a fucking- he turned and strode from the hall with Pippin running at his side. And it's just like I mean, you know, we're like, oh yeah, the stewards of Gondor, but but Gandalf makes it really clear like what that R- what word what does means? steward actually like, what...
1: mean? Steward is not a yeah, title, steward is an act.
0: Yes. And he is like the steward of like the world in a lot of ways, like of Middle Earth.
2: Yeah.
1: In a
0: sense. Um and Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then, of
1: course, because he's Gandalf, like ends on a zinger and like walks out. Yeah. And so he and he and exactly. Pippin are kind of talking as as they've left the hall, and um, Pippin is like, "Are you angry with me, Gandalf?" And Gandalf, um, Pippin says, "I did the best I could." You did indeed," said Gandalf, yeah. laughing suddenly, and he came and stood beside Pippin, putting his arm about the hobbit's shoulders and gazing out of the window. Yeah, and it's so cute, because right before this,
0: Pippin, they're at the room that they're staying in, and Pippin had to climb on the bench to look out over the deep stone sill of the window. So, like, he's up on a bench, so then Gandalf is standing beside yeah, him. Yeah, with his armor. So they're, like, closer to the yeah. same height, and
1: yeah. Um, and, it's so and, cute. And, it's- and then Gandalf says, indeed you did your best, and I hope that it may be long before you find yourself in such a tight corner between two such terrible old men. Yeah, I love it. Also, when—when Gandalf puts
0: his arm around Pippin's shoulders, it says, Pippin glanced in some wonder at the face now close beside his own, for the sound of that laugh had been gay and merry. Yet in the wizard's face he saw at first only lines of care and sorrow, though as he looked more intently he perceived that under all there was a great joy, a fountain of mirth, enough to set a kingdom laughing, were it to gush forth and i just i don't know i think like personally part of my like i don't know who i am and what i find important in life is about joy um and and like finding i don't know i don't i i don't know i don't know how to talk about it profoundly enough that i it doesn't feel like i'm being trite
1: no i um, i hear you i will and i think but, for a lot of other writers yeah. like they would equate, like, being powerful and wise with, like, not being a visibly joyful person. Like, those two things are, like, mutually exclusive. And I really appreciate the, like, depth of Gandalf's character that, like, that is not true.
0: Yeah, and I feel like so much of his, like, his power and his care for the world comes from his, this, like, deep well of joy, comes from his capacity For joy and for love and, like, to take pleasure in things and in friendship and all of that. Right, being a whole-ass person. Yes. And blessing some beer at the pub that he likes to go to. And, you know, like...
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Wow. It's good.
1: Pippin said "Mary,
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Gay and
1: Mary." Speaking of Gandalf and his relationships... Gandalf is like, okay, I have business to go. I have to leave. I'm in haste, Pippin. He said, do me a favor when you get out, even before you rest, if you are not too weary. Go and find Shadowfax and see how he is housed. These people are kindly to Beast, for they are a good and wise folk, but they have less skill with horses than some.
0: Yeah. And then Pippin does, he goes and makes sure that, um... Shadowfax is okay after meeting Baragond, um, uh, who he runs into. Um, and it says Pippin found that Shadowfax had been well housed and tended. Um, for there are some fair stables where a few swift horses were kept. Um, but now all the horses and riders were out and away. Shadowfax whinnied as Pippin entered the stable and turned his head. "Good morning," said Pippin. Gandalf will come as soon as he may. He is busy, but he sends greetings, and I am to see that all is well with you, and you resting, I hope, after your long labors. Shadowfax tossed his head and stamped, but he allowed Baragond to handle his head gently and stroke his great flanks. Um... And then they talk about Baragondas like, oh, his harness should be rich and fair to match him. And Pippin is like, none is rich and fair enough for him. He will have none. If he will consent to bear you, bear you he does. And if not, well, no bit, bridle, whip, or thong will tame him. Farewell, Shadowfax. Have patience. Battle is coming. Shadowfax lifted up his head and neighed so that the stable shook and they covered their ears.
1: Yeah. And even before, even before that, um, oh, yeah. Uh, P- Pippin is talking to Baragon, um and is like Baragon is like, let's go get some food and hang out. And Pippin says, one moment, greed or hunger by your courtesy, put it out of my mind. But Gandalf, Mithrandir as you call him, asked me to see to his horse, Shadowfax, a great steed of Rohan, and the apple of the king's eye, I am told, though he is given to Mithrandir for his services. Mm. I think his new master yes. loves the beast better than he loves many men. And if his goodwill is of any <laughs> value to this city, you will treat Shadowfax with all honor. With greater kindness than you have treated this mm-hmm. hobbit, if it is possible. Aww. Um, so, nice. Shadowfax scene 2, they go to have a little picnic, which sounds great. They get bread and butter and cheese and apples, the last of the wintered store, wrinkled but sound and sweet, and a leather flagon of new-drawn ale, and wooden platters and cups, and they put it into a literal ba- wicker basket for a little picnic. <gasps> wow! wow. I love that shit.
0: Um, on page 36, there are just a few, like they're up like on the ramparts or something and they can see a lot of like view Mm -hmm. and they can see like a lot of like long lines of people and wagons and stuff coming into the city. Um, Now and again, a horseman would ride up and leap from the saddle and hasten into the city. Um, And then also, let's see, there was a line...
1: There's one later, later that page about the fell
0: riders. Horse galloped to and fro. Um, But soon Pippin saw that all was in fact well-ordered. The wanes were moving in three lines, one swifter, drawn by horses, another slower, great wagons with fair housings of many colors, drawn by oxen. And along the west rim of the road, many smaller carts, hauled by trudging men.
1: Wow. Horse traffic.
0: Yes, and then they do have they talk briefly about the black riders, he and Baragon, and then they they both get kind of depressed, yeah, right, because they're talking about how things are bad and the darkness and whatever. um, and then Barragon says, yes, the shadow of doom, I fear that meanest Tirith shall fall. Night comes, the very warmth of my blood seems stolen away for a time. They sat together with bowed heads and did not speak. Which is just like, man, these two men just met and they are so in their feelings with yeah, each other right now. Yeah, um, understandably. Yeah, yes, very understandably. But then Pippin looks up and sees that the sun is still shining and shakes himself off and says, It is past. No, my heart will not yet despair. Gandalf fell and has returned and is with us. We may stand, if only on one leg, or at least be left still upon our knees. And then Baragond... Says, rightly said, cried Baragon, rising and striding to and fro. (laughs) And he just, I don't know, they really are, like, feeding off each other in this, like, very, like, visceral way. Um, And Baragon just seems like a little nerd, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then so they, they hang out some more, and Baragond is like, oh, maybe you can join my company. And this is where Pippin says the line that you talked about earlier, I shall be glad to come. I am lonely to tell you the truth. I left my best friend behind in Rohan, which, oh, God. yeah. Um, and then Baragond has yeah. to go to work, and he's like, well, you know, maybe you could go hang out with my son, since you and I get along so well. And Pippin mm-hmm. goes to hang out with his son, Baragil, and they just have a grand old time. Oh, sorry, not Beargill, yes, before... Beargill.
0: Burgle. Yes, before that, Burgle. um, he, it says, Pippin felt sleepy, but the lodging seemed cheerless, and he decided to go down and explore the city. He took a few morsels that he had saved, two shadow facts, and they were graciously accepted, though the horse seemed to have no lack.
2: Is he feeding him so cheese? He saved... Is he feeding
1: he saved... Is he feeding the horse cheese? And more bread and apples? Yeah. <laughs> A little of the last of the, the, the newly poured ale or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um, yes. He, uh, you know, and the boys sort of give him a little sass until, you know. Sauce. And, but they sauce,
1: as Sam calls it.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's good.
1: Yep. And they're hanging out until um, a bunch of reinforcements from the, like, countryside surrounding Gondor start rolling in, which is kind of a bummer because it is, in general, just way less than people had hoped it would be. Uh, One of them is um, a company of knights in full harness riding grey horses.
0: There's also this line. Leading the line, there came walking a big, thick-limbed horse. Oh, yeah. And on it sat a man of wide shoulders and huge girth, but old and grey-bearded, yet male-clad and black-helmed, and bearing a long, heavy spear. Wow. Big horse. Big
1: horse. Thick limbs. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, I wrote, Ah, sad Pippin. Oh, yeah, and then Pippin gets really moody. Like, Beargill has to go, and he goes back. He's, like, hurrying back toward the Citadel, and he's hot and really hungry, and there are no stars. Yeah. And he's late for dinner. And, and um, then
1: Gandalf isn't in the rooms.
0: Yeah, when he goes back. um. And it just, I don't know... It's very much this mood where, like, you're kind of, like, sad or whatever, but also restless. And it just feels so, like, uncomfortable and you just want another person to be there to, like, whatever. But there's not another person there, so you're just, like, in your head about it. Yeah. And, yeah. And then he falls into an an uneasy sleep.
1: And when he wakes up, at least Gandalf is there. Yeah. Uh, but Gandalf is also like, oh no, uh dawn's not coming like the d- the darkness is here yeah
0: again tolkien ends this chapter by saying the darkness has begun there will be no dawn god
1: fuck yeah so a fair number fair number of horses that's our first oath done and second oath already done how did
0: this episode get so long yeah already yeah
1: how did this happen
0: yeah so oath one is done and two we already ranked for this episode we already picked our favorite horse oath three uh is to write one of tolkien's or to rewrite one of tolkien's songs to be about horses per episode and there are no songs in these two chapters no songs so we are not rewriting a song because tolkien has given us
1: Nothing. No songs to do so with <laughs> Give us. And we nothing. did write an yeah.
0: original work in a previous episode, but uh, we cannot do that every time. There is not a song, uh, especially when we have already recorded for this long. So yeah, we're trying to put oh, out shorter four. episodes. <laughs> hello, do hello. we have any questions? I mean, has the beacon?
1: Of I mean, the beacon has canonically been lit, which is thrilling. The
0: beacon has canonically been lit. You are right.
1: I think we do have one question from. Friend of the pod and resident horse expert, believer, disbeliever of Seal Brown. Ah, yes. Uh, Ben Moxon
0: uh, wrote in to say, and also this was like ages, this is almost a a month ago. Our recording schedule has been a little wonky. (laughs) Anyways, to say, fellas, is it gay to lie naked on the hard horn of the world asking on behalf of a recently returned wizard. Um, this is of course a reference to like, Gandalf's description of what happened His resurrection speech? Um, yes. After he fought the Balrog and died. I'm wondering, can we find that, um, where is that bit?
1: Uh, that's presumably when Gandalf is talking to the three hunters in Two Towers. Which would be chapter-
0: the white rider which i i
1: 477
0: said. um ah yes naked i was sent back for a brief time until my task is done and naked i lay upon the mountaintop the tower behind was crumbled into dust the window gone the ruined stair was choked with burned and broken stone i was alone forgotten Without escape upon the hard horn of the world, there I lay staring upward while the stars wheeled over, and each day was as long as a life age of the earth.
2: God,
1: yeah, that's gay. Um, we
0: can definitively say that that's gay because Gandalf, as we all know, is gay and dated Saruman.
1: Yeah. So asked and an answered. Also, what's his face? Oh yeah. Um. K- k- Kierlin? Carl? Hold on. Kierdan. Kirdon. Carl.
0: <laughs> I think it's uh, Kirdon. Yeah, it's Kirdan. Uh Yes, if you want to hear our deep cuts about how Kirdan, uh the elf who, like, s- stewards, uh, who manages the the havens, um, the boat launch, the whatever, um, about how he definitely gave gandalf a ring as a sign of betrothal or eternal love or something along those lines you can listen to us on lord of the rings minute with norman cassandra
1: yeah um yeah so i guess i guess that's it that's it we're free wow free to run the planes of of rohan
0: wow do you have any idea what section we'll be covering next time nope
1: check back (laughs)
0: Okay. What
1: do you think? I have a palantir and I can just see into the future. No, I
0: wasn't expecting you to know. I just figured I would ask. Just in I case. have never
1: known well, anything in my long, my long, long life upon this earth, and that is not why people come here.
0: Check the episode description for that information. Um and uh yeah yeah I I guess I guess that's it.
1: Usually one or the other of us does something embarrassing to sign off. Uh, yep. We sure did talk about horses today. <laughs> Thank you for listening. The music you heard at the beginning was Horse by Horse, arranged and performed by us, Caitlin and Joey. You can listen to it again at soundcloud.com slash The cover art was made by Annie Johnston Glick, at dancynuru on Twitter, I'm Caitlin. My pronouns are she, they, and you can follow me on Twitter at chalo and Behold. You can follow the show at Pod, and email your horse-related L-O-T-R questions to ShadowFactsPod at gmail.com. Again, that is ShadowFacts, F-A-C-T-S. Joining me on this journey there and back again is Joey.
0: My pronouns are they, them, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeyThePrince. If you want to read and watch along, check the episode description for the segment we'll cover next time.
1: This has been Shadow Facts. One horse
2: to rule them all!